Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Mowers, start your engines. It's the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Good morning and welcome to the Mowers Club. Stephen O'Keefe joining me, Adam Peacock. And yes, Stephen, your microphone is on. (laughs) Uh, It's great to be here. I remember my first ever show was with you, Adam, so I I feel like this is uh, coming full circle. We've just enjoyed a nice little breakfast together across the road here at SEN Yeah, Yeah, bacon and egg roll, nice coffee. We're ready to go, mate. I'm pumped. Gibbo's here as well. He's pumped too. How are you, mate? When was the uh, breakfast, guys? I ask you every time I ask you, I say, "Do you want anything?" And it's always a uh, nil by want anything. Thank you. Oh, okay, yeah. no, that's cool. I just didn't realise we had a little breakfast meetup up yeah. going on, but that's okay. So yeah. great to have you here. Uh, thank you, mate. And sorry I didn't get you a bacon and egg roll. But no, that's cool, mate. It's game day. It's yeah. game day. No, oh, you're playing today? Yeah, playing Hence today. Hence the big bottle of Mount Franklin, the big 1.5 liter. It's either it's signed. Gibbo's got it in his hand right now. Yeah. So it's either a sign of a really big hangover yeah, or yeah. a really big athletic performance well, ahead. What about, well, what about both? You know. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 rugby. Not before. Uh, not before show day. Sock. Uh, like Friday it. night is show night, like and yeah. then Saturday morning is. Yeah, usually I come in and I find you sleeping under the desk, so that's a good sign that you've uh, gone yeah. home and been well rested. <laughs> no, so. it's good. It f- I feel a lot better. Than it's been a while since we've got the, sorry, boys, can you fire up the panel for me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit late this morning. <laughs> oh, look, those days are gone. No, those days back. are well gone. You know, I there was a lot of soul searching. <laughs> when you get brought in front of the principal, you get a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to do it again. Principals uh, here encourage it. Yeah. Well, it's cool. Yeah. Part of your contract. Well, yeah. I encourage it until it happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. Yeah. Uh, and Nick Davis has texted in as well, um, off on his way to uh, coach some cross country fumbling this morning in some mm. part of Sydney, and he's listening as well. So, good morning, Nick. Hope you're enjoying your own program. Yeah, yeah I've, I'll keep it nice and warm for you this seat, mate. But you'll be <laughs> irreplaceable. I want you to know that. No, you won't. Be. Until you're sacked if next this week. This month so. goes well. Sock. <laughs> Anything's possible. I've just locked you in for the month, by the way. Uh, yeah, it's great. up to you whether well, or not you. Yeah. Oh, so I've got nothing better to do, I can tell you. Yeah. Good morning on the Mowers Club, by the way. Uh, brought to you by Toro Mowers. We're getting late into the season. It's almost winter. It's days away from winter. So if you, if you haven't got your last cut in before the, the soil goes dormant, it could be <laughs> about this weekend. It's good uh, mowing weather today once the... the uh, the dew kind of lifts after another heavy fog overnight here in Sydney town. So, um, As a layman to the Mowers Club, not mm. that I listen, but in regards to, you know, I have a balcony, doesn't have a lot of grass. How is the weather affected? Because the pot plants in my house, are, it's just ruining it. All the wet weather. Have you got any advice mm. when it's absolutely motoring down? Uh, <laughs> hide the plant. <laughs> hide the plant. <laughs> and then once you see any kind of sunlight, Get, it out Get that there. plant in that sunlight. Yeah, okay. It'll, it'll 
thrive. I've had, and it is an absolute mission. We live, uh, you know, got a balcony and then two sets of stairs. You've got to take it, all the dirt, which weighs about, you know, it's 20, 30 kilos of dirt you are trying to take out, a dead plant. It's just a mission. So mm. I am now sick and tired of doing it. So I, I am going to spend most of my afternoons making sure this plant survives. You could go and get some, like, one of those heat lamp lights. Right. But when you rock up and buy it, and they say, oh, what's it for? And you say, oh, I'm a plant. Yeah, they might look at you. Wait for My legal cannabis stash, yeah. <laughs> Medicinal, of Medicinal, course. Medicinal, yes, of course, yeah. Uh, welcome to listeners on 1170 SEN in Sydney, uh, 1620 on the Gold Coast, uh, listening live on the SEN app, and, of course, the Mowers Club podcast. It's all thanks to Toro Mowers. Uh, win big. That competition's still going, Gibbo, I believe. Uh, ToroMowersClub.com.au. Um, so people can enter on there and they mm. can win the Toro Mower, they can win the blower, uh, they can win all merch, the Keith wow. Arthurton Mowers Club hat. That's that a hell of a, that's a great prize. Mm. Generally we're just giving away signet power banks. Power ba- I mean like, <laughs> we got one what of are redundant well. Oh, we got one of those as well? <laughs> Have we? <laughs> no, we don't, sorry. Valvoline polos out there as well. <laughs> yeah. Is there? Okay. Yeah. All right. No, that's a that's a great prize, and that competition is still going at toromowersclub.com.au. And let us know your thoughts on this beautiful Saturday morning, 0457 736 736, on any of the sport that you saw last night. What are your thoughts on short kickoffs when the opposition team has just scored like the Brisbane Broncos oh. copped when uh, Gold Coast decided the uh, the short kickoff last night, which turned that game on its head? We'll talk about that a bit later on. A good game of footy at the SCG last night as well. We've got the A-League men's grand final today. The Tars are in action, so there's plenty of sport, not just confined to what I've just mentioned, but uh, other sport as well. And coming up on the show, former Indigenous All-Star turned boxing promoter, George Rose. I think we're going to talk more about the boxing than uh, footy with Gorgeous George. He's such an impressive man. The last time I saw Gorgeous George, he was... He was a judge. Uh, one of my good mates owns Budgie Smuggler, and he judged the ordinary rig competition. So basically, all these guys had to get up who had ordinary rigs and show us showcase their skills. So one was like they had to play an instrument yeah. um, in budgies, in budgies at Ivy Ooh. Pool, and George had to <laughs> decide uh, one of the great ordinary rigs of all time uh, playing rugby league. So we thought, what a better face for him than any, for him to do it. So looking forward to chatting to him. Things footy. Boxing, promoting life after football. Yeah. He's, a, he's an interesting and lovely guy. Uh, from the New South Wales Waratahs, outside centre Alex Newsom. Um, big day for the Tars. Big day for Gibbo because he's playing subbies as well. But uh, the Tars mm. going okay. They're, they're certainly better this season. That was the, the thought that they would be better this season, Gibbo. So a lot of their core group of players have been with the Tars for a few years now. Last year, I don't think they won a single game. Alex was one of those players. And I heard a little bit of him, him talking. He was saying how important that was and this year they've hit their straps they play the blues who are coming first looking like they're a good chance of winning the comp this afternoon so it'll be a big test for the waratahs but they're playing well this year uh bozza will join us so the uh, the energy level will go from 10 to about 110 mm. within the space of one phone call that gibbo is going to make to the great mark bosnich because <laughs> it's the champions league final tomorrow morning on stan yeah. sport between Real Madrid and Liverpool, and there's also the A-League Men's Grand Final. And later on, we might talk about uh, Barcelona's visit to Sydney. Yeah, it's been a big week in football, hasn't it? I mean, the end of the Premier League was just phenomenal for that to come down, right down, and how the reactions across not only those two games that were going across the whole league as they're getting scoring updates and the emotions was just 
amazing. You'd be watching one game yeah. and you'd be hearing a score come in. There'd be kids crying in the Liverpool, you know, the cop in Liverpool hearing the Man City score. Yep. Um, and the comeback was just, what, three goals in five minutes. It was nothing. It was pretty special. Yeah, it was awesome. It's an awesome week. It's the best time of year to be a, a football fan late May because you've got so much happening at once, the pointy end of all the competitions. And we'll speak to Bozzer a bit later on. And uh, former Kiwi half, but now groundsman, I do believe at Manly Oval. He is, yeah. And seeing you are... One of the kings of Manly Oval <laughs> yeah. in summertime. Mate, Gene Namu. Gene Namu is going to join us. Gene so. the Dream. Yeah, can't wait to have him on. And do you do you guys nail him a bit about the uh, the lawns? Is that the angle yep. that you go down? You get yeah, the... he's our, we, like, 11 o'clock, we like to have a lawn-themed guest right. lined up. And uh, Gibbo has now got a huge Rolodex of contacts in the lawn <laughs> industry, which is fantastic for when he buys, when he settles down in life, yeah. he's going to be all over. He's just going to be texting all his mates yeah. to say, well, should I put this fertilizer well, on? Well, it's great as well because, you know, you have your little side businesses that you run downstairs away from all the uh, prying eyes. And now that I've got all these contacts, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot easier to use. What's business that you're running down? Oh, <laughs> medicinal. It's medicinal. I'm waiting for it to come in and then it's all good. It works. Uh, and, of course, later on, Sir Tristan Merlihan will join us. So you've got to come up with a stupid multi because Nick is not here. He does it. He gets – he passes on his – Voting rights, if you want to call it that, to be dishing up a stupid multi. So think of a couple of legs across some sports or whatever. Yeah, okay. And Nick's, Nick's well, actually so not allowed. It has to be stupid or is it, can it be? It can be ridiculous, yeah. Because, okay, all right, nice. Or like, don't don't come up with like something that's 250 yeah, dog, to one. He dogs, puts 100 on it. Or like dogs 13 plus or something like that, yeah. That would be <laughs> 250 to one. That, that's not stupid. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll come up with something. Excellent. Uh, now, remember... ACN every week will broadcast four games this afternoon. Have coverage of the Warriors taking on the Newcastle Knights. Jimmy Smith, Timmy Manor and Anthony Seabold with the call today. Last night, Panthers 22, Cowboys zip. Typical Panthers, big game. Mm. Notice um, Ivan Cleary afterward, he was most happy about the fact that he knew, what are they, 11, 12 games in so far this mm. season. He knew as premiers that you rock up and every team you know, you got that big target. Yeah. Not on your back, on your face, face because they yeah. would, they just want yeah. to go straight through you. Yeah. He's really proud of the way that his team has handled that aspect of it through the first half of the season. Oh, it's been incredible. You know, the 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 hunters become the hunted, and that's what happens when you you know you win the flag. But I mean, they've just taken the bar to another level, even if that's possible with their performances this year. Any challenge, as you said, teams that right at the top of their game, they're not only beating them, they're schooling them, you know, 22 zip. And I think the the, the hallmark or the, the feather in their cap at the moment is their defence. And, I've you know, I'm seeing the success of a lot of teams at the moment. Brisbane winning five straight, barring last mm. night where Gold Coast put 24 and they showed a lot of resilience. It's teams who can defend their line who are averaging 12 points or less against them. So really does open up doors for their attack. And, you know, on the left, on the right edge, you've got Cleary through the middle, you know, conducting things. They just – they look unstoppable. Mm. Um you know, that was their full. That was their fittest squad, I think. Gibbo. I don't think they had any injuries out. Um, you know, and they are. You know, they knocked off the informed red hot team in the Cowboys. And the other match up at Suncorp Stadium. What was that? So Gold Coast flying. Yeah. They were absolutely flying. They were twenty points ahead. Brisbane were nowhere near in the contest. You, you could <sighs> just hear the knives being sharpened. I'll paint Haas. He's just totally distracted this side. Oh, we're going to go after yeah, him. Yeah, you could have written the script, couldn't you, before the game had started. Yeah. And then 22 net down, I reckon, after Jurnos had logged off. 
then it changes with a short kickoff. So Brisbane score a little bit of hope. Short kickoff, Brisbane score off the short kickoff. Basically yeah. grab the ball as it crosses the ten meter line, and then they burst through okay. line break. Not one tackle yeah. made before no. they've gone bang bang, and then after that, the I've goal never coast. seen anything quite like it. Like, it's incredible to to be that far up and to think that. Like, why are you not playing percentages in regards to that game? Like, that's just my mind boggles. And yeah. in the press conference, it was Tino come out and said it was his idea. Well, here um, we go. Here's we Tino. I stuffed up Jermaine, wanted to go long, and I thought there was an opportunity to go short and didn't understand the rule of we're going over to 10 for me to grab it and then missed the tackle. So I put my hand up for that. I let the boys down and trailed them. Thought it was opportunity. It thought it was a big space there. And like I said, I didn't understand the rule first. And before you know it, they're under the post. So like I said, I put my hand up for that. It's um, unfair on the boys. I let them down. It's just not good leadership for myself. You know, it's the easy shortcut. And yeah, like I said, it's, it hurts because I let the boys down. And I shouldn't do that again. And I need to be a better leader there. And yeah, I just need to be better. I get the risk v the reward. Tino thought, okay, well, they might have a little bit of momentum here with a big crowd. Let's immediately suck all the oxygen out of the building mm. by getting the ball back off the kickoff. Mm. So I get that, but time and a place. It, it looks so stupid now, yeah. but I, I can get why that thought went into his head. head. Yeah, and look, he's and one thing I will say is at the end, he's 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 owned it, he's taken it, he understands. You know, looking back on it, obviously, and he said in his own words, he won't do it again. Um, you know, but a couple of other things that you know. That, that, that was one aspect of the game, I think, that turned it. But, but just listening to the um, the coaches at the end of the game also, I mean, there's a couple of points there. I mean, Holbrook obviously has to be under the pump now. I mean, mm. he just never seems to get talked about as a coach that's, um, you know, under the pump. He's only – they're sitting on six points. Mm. They've, they had a team tipped to make the top eight. They've won three games this season, uh, and they are butchering leads. They are leaking in points. There's no synergy at all in that side when you watch them play. They're so unpredictable. It's a bit like Gold Coast Titans play like a boys' weekend on the Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Everyone's right. pumped up on the Friday. It's a great <laughs> night. Everyone's got the sustainability within that's themselves exactly on the yeah. Saturday to go again. Yeah. And then the last half hour, i.e., the late Saturday night, Sunday morning. Oh, they've checked out. They fall off a cliff, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Just emotionally, physically. I mean, they did it against – I remember the Raiders. They were up 20 nil early on in the season. The Raiders Raiders came back and beat them 22-20. And you always felt like the Raiders in that game were still in at 20 points down. Like yeah. Their confidence must be shot. No lead will be big enough for them to – Ever feel like they're oh, no. ahead of the game? Not now. Not now. Anyway. Um, yeah. uh, Swannies and Richmond last night. Really good game of footy at the SCG. Watch this. Swans kicked uh, five straight uh, late goals in the fourth quarter to get the lead. And then they just hung on to it. It was a contentious call at the end. Everyone's blowing up about it. But th- this is what gets me about contentious calls right at the end. Okay. It didn't. Did it decide the outcome of the game? Yeah, probably. Like Richmond wouldn't have won. It would have been a draw because what happened was. Uh, Warner, the young kid in the midfield for Sydney, grabbed the ball after a free kick was given away on the side and about 80 metres from goal, grabbed the ball and then kicked it in celebration as if we've won. He didn't hear the whistle from the free kick. Now, ordinarily, that would be a 50 metre free. However, the umpire said, look, common sense, yeah. he's celebrating. He's not kicking it away in you know frustration or to waste time or anything like yeah. that. It's not a 50. So... Richmond blown up a bit about that. Right. But the point okay. is, 
everything then now all the noise is about that rather than a good game of footy, footy and the, yeah. the matters in that. There was sixty free kicks in the game, so that's it a was, lot. It's <laughs> a few, yeah. But oh. are you finding that at the moment in, in just in general with um, these new fifties being introduced that there's a lot more free kicks going on? And how do you think it impacts the game? Like, is well, it, it now becoming it, too much of a talking point? Well, unfortunately, it makes it sound like a game of netball. Yeah, okay. not 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 to degrade netball, and I'm just no. purely saying about the amount of referees, umpires whistling. Yeah, in that you just hear an, yeah, it's an endless chirp yeah. of whistles all the way, and you hear that in netball um, every time a you know contact. Um, yeah, as it comes into the game. You, you hear the whistle, you hear the whistle all the time. That's netball. Yeah, AFL now sounds like that. The, the ref, the umpires have just got their whistle in the mouth the whole time. And, They're just finding reasons to give a free well, kick. Well, is that counteractive to now because the players can't show emotion or that's a yeah. free 50? So do you think our are just going, you know what, we can call it however we see it and we know that there's not going to have that pressure. So take away the player pressure or the thingo that may impact the next decision. Do you think that's got anything to do with it or do you just feel like they've got they've got their book out, this is how we're going to play the game, we're going to start penalising more because that frees the game up and we're seeing maybe well, the, high-scoring contests and closer games? Well, the umpires are only writing to instruction. They're yeah. only going off the rule book and what they're being told by the, mm. the, the AFL and the, the umpires department. Yeah. So they've, they've been led down this path. They have to enact it. They're yeah. not the ones coming up with the laws. Yeah. It's just the fact that the law book is just expanding and changing. It, yeah. it always does with the, the rugby league and AFL because they can change the rule book when, whenever they want down yeah. here yeah. as opposed to a sport like football or rugby or whatever because yeah. it's an international sport. But, oh, man, it's... Painful to watch. In, well, it's in not some painful. Respects. It's just confusing. Yeah. Because one week's one thing, the next week's another thing, the next week's another thing. Consistency. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Mm. Uh, rugby union last night. The Reds got down by the Crusaders, twenty-eight uh, fifteen for the the Crusaders. Won the benchmarks perennially in Super Rugby, Gibbo. Yeah. So it's one of those games where it's the week before finals, but these two teams are going to play again next week. So the ah. Crusaders are going to lob up at second. Uh, the Reds are going to finish seventh. I think. The Reds haven't beat New Zealand uh, Crusaders over in Christchurch or something like 23 years, so it's going to be a tough ask. The first half, the Crusaders <laughs> got up by 20 points. It was looking all shot. Pablo Matera, who's the Argentinian who's come over to the Crusaders, he was their captain uh, for Argentina. He got yellow carded, sort of brought the Reds back into the game. But, yeah, look, it was a pretty average game, to be honest. But next week, Reds will take on the Crusaders with – an absolute huge task. They've got some of their guns out, so I think the red season is pretty much over. Fair enough. Uh, NBA Golden State season isn't over. They're through the NBA finals once again. They beat the Mavs yesterday, Dallas Mavericks, to advance to the finals. Boston are in Miami this morning to look up uh, to try and wrap up the series in Game Six. And by the way, that uh, that dude Steph Curry, he won the Western Conference Finals MVP. Yeah, shock me. <laughs> Tennis overnight as well. The French Open. Uh, Daria Saville lost in the third round. Good tournament for her to get to the third mm. round. It's been a while since she's made it there. Carlos Alcaraz. Don't know if you've seen much of him, Socky, the young uh, young Spanish player. Is he nineteen? Yeah. Yeah. If you want to call him the next Nadal, you can. It's fair enough. The comparison. Superstar. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't won a Grand Slam yet, but he is expected to do big things in this French Open. But he's in the same half of the draw as Novak and also Rafa. He beats Seb Corder, who's a very good young American player. Overnight, Alcaraz. Uh, tomorrow, Rafa takes on Felix Auger Aliassim in the fourth round. Great pronunciation. Oh, thanks. It's brilliant. It's cool. It's a fun name to say. Yeah, that Felix's. is. Yeah. Uh, and cricket, the uh, the IPL is still going. The IPL. The, the Rajasthan Royals. Now, the Royals are the late, great Warney's old 
franchise. Yeah, when he originally when he originally went there, they're went through there. the final. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So they've um, they've basically been on the back of Josh Butler. I think he scored. Looking at this, this is his fourth century. I think of the tournament, which is unheralded or unheard of. Mm. I think the highest was three, I think, in any previous IPL. So he is absolutely seeing them like beach balls at the moment. And uh, the Gujarat Titans, is that how I say it? Yes. yes. Bang on. The Titans uh, with Matty Wade, who hopefully has calmed down from his dismissal. <laughs> Did you see that through yeah, the week? Yeah. Blow up? Yeah. Fair enough too, yeah. just quietly. <laughs> as long as he didn't sledge the umpire on the way off, it's fair enough. You, can, like, you would have seen some epic sprays when players well, got back well, to the dressing Matty room. Matty Wade is a guy who wears with his heart on his sleep and he's a very passionate cricketer and he's a guy that you hate playing against but you want him on your team because he niggles away fights and competes and you love it and to me yeah he's always he's very respectful to umpires um <laughs> maybe not so much to the opposition players but you know if he did have anything to say it would be to himself and off the field what i want from you during the show yeah. give us some of the great blow-ups you've seen in addressing sheds oh, okay. from cricketers yeah, who sure. okay yeah got some good we're ones. rather strident in their opinion that they weren't out yeah when they were yeah we're off to a quick break on the Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro Mowers. Uh, we'll remind you of that competition after the break and get some texts. Uh, yeah. We'll talk soon. Visit toromowersclub.com.au to win a Toro Mower and heaps more. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Well, actually, no, it's Nick Davis is off this morning. Decided to take a month off. Fair enough, Nick. He's her own. Thanks, Nick. Steve O'Keefe's here, though. Yeah. Socky, good to see you. Uh, to we've be. got – it's all thanks to Toro Mowers. Win big at toromowersclub.com.au. Uh, don't forget, even if you have a Toro, you can still register, update your equipment, or add to your Toro collection. You can ha- never have too many Toro products, Sock. And the competition mm. concludes in two weeks on the 12th of June. So head now to toromowersclub.com.au. A couple of questions on the text line here, uh, boys, I need you legends to solve this debate between me and my mates, writes Nathan. What's more popular in Australia, Super Rugby or A-League? Both bloody hard to watch at times. Oh, harsh, Nathan. Each to their own. I don't watch a lot of Super Rugby. I watch a lot of A-League. You're vice versa, Gibbo. Maybe a question for you. I'm okay with the standard of the A-League. It is what it is. Oh, is he saying compare the pair or what's more He's popular? He's saying what's more popular. I don't... Oh, Super Rugby, I'd say. You know what? I don't really care. Well, Nathan has like, taken time out of his morning yeah. to ask ask a question. Yeah, and, and I've taken time out of this show to give him an answer. Oh, ask learned people. Is that Nathan from Freshwater? I I'm not know. sure. I've got a burner account on here. But Super Rugby would get more ratings-wise. Probably. I yeah. think it's a, it's a weird dynamic, isn't it? Because I went down to the Stain and I watched through Stan Sport. Now, you can watch the uh, the man, Manly Marlins took on uh, the, the Rats. Yeah. And it was actually broadcast on stand on stand in the pub so people were watching club rugby which i you know and i had a decent crowd as well the crowds yeah. that you get there even though there might be a few thousand tend to pack the place out same with manly oval uh same over in the eastern suburbs um but then you know you watch the big games in the a league and they're getting some really good yeah, numbers. They get good crowds that's right well. yeah but tv wise like in terms of popularity oh i don't know it's not as popular as afl or nrl but give i liken it to food you like your pizza. I like my spaghetti. Yeah. I think A-League has with... the highest ceiling, though. Maybe. Yeah, like with the... Participation rates. It's great. But they I think get... I think in general the numbers do struggle a little bit in regards to it. But then when you watch the game, say the Barcelona and the A-League's All-Star, and you watch how hungry this country is for football, hmm. they're out there, you know. And it's about trying to produce a, a product which, you know, engages 
uh, as many Australians as possible because there's nothing more exciting when the, the, the Socceroos are playing in a World Cup. You know, it engage, galvanises everyone. So um, how do they improve that, Adam? We'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, morning, boys. Greg from Gundagai here. What a day it is. Sun's out. Guns out. On you, Greg. Penrith, very good last night, but I believe they can still go up a few gears. They're in second gear and doing it easy. On the other hand, the Cowboys were really good in the first half. They defended so good for about 15-minute period, but just could not hold off the Panthers' juggernaut, and they let themselves down in the second half with ball control. I believe the Cowboys are the real deal, but they're a fair bit off the Panthers, and I'll just send in another tip before the show is over, waiting on a call. He gives us tips, Greg. So, good. And he gives us match reports Free on foot. Mu- free money as well. Yeah, match reports. <laughs> on Friday night hey, footy. Great. What's, he, what's he doing next Saturday? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> come, come on you, Greg. All over it. Good stuff. Uh, we're off to a quick break and a bit of news, and we'll be back in a moment with the week in review. Let us know your thoughts on things like Matt Lodge being paid out, Payne Haas wanting out, AFL expansion, and uh, the Premier League finish, and all of those things after the break on the Mowers Club. Visit torromowersclub.com.au to win a Toro mower and heaps more. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Let's put a line through the biggest stories of the week with the Mowers Week in Review. There it is, the whippersnipper. It's yeah, okay. So we've got the mower at the like start. A chain and we've got a special edition at the end of the show as well. Wow. So the, the full kind of repertoire Gambit. of what you need to sort out your lawn. Right. Mm. All I need is a shovel and my little one <laughs> pot plant. <laughs> a, a broom. <laughs> yeah, a broom and a bin, yeah. This is the Week in Review. Payne Haas, you fired up about this sock. Oh. So contract extension apparently being negotiated and then all of a sudden he just goes, Bronx, <laughs> I want out oh, yeah. now. I'll keep it simple. I just would not be picking him. And I'm, that, that may not go down the the, the you know, be the most favourite comment or popular comment. But mm. you're in a team which has struggled over the last three seasons. You finished 14th. You finished last. You're starting to build culture. You've got Kevy there who lives and breathes being a Bronco, you know. And you've seen that in previous performances when he's there in the sheds firing the guys up. Now, you've got a guy who's arguably the best prop in that team, um, who is asking for more money, mind you, he's on 750 grand, who has just said, I am willing to walk out on this club, everything that it stands for. Now, even if you are holding them to ransom and it's a technique to get more money, all there's sinister things at play. If I had a player like that in my team, what that says to the rest of the group is, you know what, if I want more money on my contract, I'm threatening to walk as well. If, imagine if he had 11 other players who would say the same thing. Mm. You know, I just think it's... Oh, I, as I said, I wouldn't have him in the team. I'll drop him into reserves and I wouldn't play him for the rest of the year or even two years and say, that's it, we'll live without you. And speaking of sugar cane, he sort of convinced me that forwards, props in the game, don't move the dial as much as halfbacks, as much as other Four, players fullbacks. in the team. Yeah. yeah, And, you know, they won without him, they won without Capewell. Now, he can play, he can play origin and, and whatever else, but... As far as that culture goes and what this team's trying to do, he has just, in one moment, put it all on, all on its backside. Well, here's Kevy Walters speaking about the situation. Yeah, I was, I was a bit, not so much disappointed, but a bit sort of, oh, OK. But um, I'm really confident that we can sit down with Payne's management and sort something out. You know, we're not going to obviously release him. And uh, he's been a big part of our club for a few years now and will be a big part, I believe, you know, into the future. It's a bit like... Parenting in a sense that one kid comes to you and says, oh, 
I'm going to this party. No, you're not. <laughs> because you're not so much saying it for their own benefit. It's also the example for the other kids. Yeah. As if to say, well, if I let this kid go and do this, well, the other kid's going to yeah. expect to do the same. same. And then yeah. I've got a real problem. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I, I agree with it. But I just, and but Kevy's remarks also, that, that mind boggles a bit with that because I'm like, you're trying to create something here. That he, there's nothing that he can do now that will redeem himself in that, you know, north of the border, Brisbane Broncos team. He got booed out there senselessly for every carry. Um, you know, I think – I don't know what he can do to turn it around in regards to winning back public popular opinion. Uh, I, I think don't think it's he done. cares. Yeah, I, and, that, and this is my other issue. So mm. every other team saying, we'll pick him up. And I'll be like, well, why would you want to pick him up? Mm. Picking up a guy who's willing to go where his bread's buttered most and – you know, how, you sign him for a year at one club, and then who's to say he's just not going to walk out again from another team? Mm. Not, this is a team sport. It, 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 this team, no one person in that team is greater than that team. And in one interview, he's basically gone out and undone a lot of hard work that that club has done over the last two to three years to turn themselves around. And I just think it's a disgrace. Matt Lodge, we all want someone like the Warriors owner to enter our lives to basically. <laughs> Say, you can go, and here's some money on the way out. So Mark Robinson, uh, Warriors owner, he, he's had a blow-up, Matt Lodge, with him. They never got over it, and Matt Lodge turns around and goes, you know what, I don't really want to play here next year. And then Robinson on the way out says, here's the last year of your contract. Thanks very much. Good luck to you. And we'll all get on with our lives. And yeah. Matt Lodge last week, I think, played Queens, uh, club rugby in Brisbane. Yeah. On, on, just to keep going. On 700,000, he gets to go and play club rugby. Another another decision which I just I cannot get over, as in, uh, uh, you know, again, talking with Sugar Cane the other day, it's like if a club is disgruntled with you, they don't pay you out. They push you on and let you go. But to yeah. pay him out, to me, seems like that the club feels indebted to him, that they've done something wrong, that they're culpable of this. Is it just this conversation or is there more here to the story that we're just not getting? Because this makes know. no sense at all. No. Pay a guy out, hamstring a calorie sap and push him on. After all these things yeah. that clubs have done to look after him since his indiscretions, and then he's gone and just continually puts the spotlight on himself using not excuses, fair enough reasons of family, but – families have been in the NRL for a long time. People have had kids and moved on. You've signed for the Warriors. Why don't you want to go play in New Zealand? Now, the goalposts may change and move over time. He signed in COVID, but if you sign for the Warriors, you surely have to expect that some of your life <laughs> is going to be in New Zealand. Like, Yeah, that seems like a an excuse out. masking the actual yeah. centre of what's gone down. Now, What was said in this conversation that makes you feel like you need to pay a guy out that much money? Apparently, Robinson told the Daily Telegraph we had an argument in a hotel, two alpha males in a pub last December. <laughs> why, why did you use, use the term alpha? Like <laughs> two males, two like, beta yeah, two, males. Yeah. Oh, weird. <laughs> it's just a weird story. Oh, it's weird and it's frustrating. I think there'll be again a lot of players in that team. You know how you, you're trying to build culture. You look at the dogs. You look at uh, Auckland, and now I'm starting to look at the Broncos who work so bloody hard, and you think, what? How, what's the point of having these team meetings and saying we're all going in the right direction, chipping for your mate, do this. You've got one bloke who just ups and leaves, plays a week, and then goes, Matt Lodge, and then you've got Payne R saying, I don't want to be here. Yeah, Which, yeah. to me, if I was his teammate, I would say, that's fine, mate. Pee off. If you don't want to be here, don't be here. I don't care. Mm. We'll win without you. I'd prefer to w- lose without you 
then win with you, if that makes sense. Mm. As in, like, I, I don't – if we're losing and you're not in the team, I, I can, I'm comfortable with that. But winning with you in the team doesn't make me feel any better. Here's the thing, though. Kevy Walters loses his job if they lose enough. Yeah, and then well, then okay, so, so <laughs> yeah, that's right. But then okay, well, Kevy, so what is the culture of this team that you're trying to produce? Are you yeah. gonna you're just gonna you know give the squeaky wheel the oil? You know, anyway, it's, it fired me up because I just I think it's so so much disrespect considering Payne's background, how much the clubs looked after him, and how much of a staple and icon he could have been for the Brisbane Broncos, and how much they needed it. Sam Fisher, heard of that name? Uh, Not huge in Sydney, and no, north yeah, of the Murray. Right. AFL, St Kilda player. Yes, Played okay. nearly 300 games for yes. St Kilda. He's in jail somewhere at the moment awaiting a court trial for trafficking drugs across state oh, borders. God. Or allegedly, I should say. So August 10, I think the, the matter will be heard further. But, uh, yeah, he's been put away after being charged with these very serious um, accusations. But... Everyone in Melbourne now looking back at Sam Fisher and his playing career. He's, apparently, he was under the uh, kind of name of loose unit, if you know what right, I mean. Right. Okay. So there's there's a well few known that there was. Uh, he dabbled in that some world. Noise. Right. Apparently. Apparently. Um, so drug, drug. Let me get this right. Drug trafficking court taking drugs across the border. So he's caught well, with it yeah, on him. Part of a, you know, a, to supply. A consortium who are moving right. drugs around the country. Um, everyone, here's Nick Rewalt, his former teammate at St Kilda, speaking on On the Couch on Fox Footy through the week. Enough's enough. I, I think that would be my assertion and my experience that so many players right now are slipping through the cracks of the AFL system and when they come out the other side, their lives are uh, ending up in pretty horrific condition. A player's transition out of the game is the greatest issue facing the game. Somewhere along the line, it's, it's not working. See, I've got a point of view, but I'm outside, never been an athlete. Mm. Sock, you can speak more of this about what it's like transitioning because you're going through that stage of your life right now mm. unless you sign your... 14th year of playing the Big Bash again <laughs> out of nowhere in November, you said, you said, which I reckon you will. No, I was about to say, it sounds like you don't want me to play. <laughs> I think you will. Right, You'll be yeah, in magenta yeah, again. Yeah. But I look at it and go, you know what, Sam Fisher, you were well paid. And yes, there were pressures. And yes, there was unrealistic things asked of you as a footy player because it's a weird environment because mm. you're, you're part of a team and it's removed from reality. Mm. But you know what, when you stop playing, maybe don't get caught allegedly Trafficking drugs? No excuse for drugs. Well, I, I, I appreciate Nick's sentiment, and I agree with you that there is. It, there's no. Like it can't no, be that hard. The transition. There, That's there, what I'm saying. There are reasons why people do things, but that there's no excuse for trafficking drugs. Like it, you, it, you at any stage of your life, you can't use poor uh, breaking the law behaviour as an excuse that I'm transitioning. Footballers, cricketers, sports people have their own challenges, right? But so does being There a, is a void. But yeah, there's a void. There is. And it's and it, it takes time to move on from it. But police officers have their own different individual things in their life. Ambos, uh, yeah. When ambos, you see the stuff that they see. Single yeah. mothers, parents, people living in low socioeconomic status also have reasons where they might choose a, a path which is, you know, not in line with the law. You can't use and say, oh, his life's gone. Oh, we're not doing enough for this guy. Well, what more could you possibly want <laughs> to give a player than a higher than normal salary? Yeah. The game does a lot when you finish. When I, but two years before I finished, I went up north and they put us through a transition um, 
transition period where you sat down for two to three days and we had a lot of ex-players come in, a lot of uh, female netballs, and we all got to share our stories and talk about how we can move on, speak to people in different work environments about spaces that we would like. You get paid money if you want to study. You have access to mental health resources. Mm. You could not get better looked after now than in any other time in sport. Now, these guys also walk out the back door. They get a golden handshake, which is money that's been saved up over time. They're given the best resources. Yeah. It's not like you kicked out the back door and that's it. Now, you can't replace going on and kicking a goal and winning and winning a flag. Nothing will ever probably replace that in your life, but it's your job as a human oh. being to rationalize that and move on and realize there is more to life, i.e. sitting in a radio studio on Saturday morning and waxing lyrical with my mate Adam and Gibbo. Uh I will say that when you mow a lawn and you look back on it and you get everyone to gather around everyone, have a look at what I've just done. That's a rush. Yeah, that, that fills a void. But that's the but that's the thing. Go and find other things that connect. And I've I've always found these in cricket in particular, going going and giving back, going and spending time with your local, you find a different passion and love for the game, and it sits in your life in a certain yeah. spot, and you have it there. But there's so much more to do in I, life. You just need to find that passion. I. Agree as well. And I look at it from a basic point of view, with all mm. due respect to Sam Fisher, who's in custody at the moment, mm. maybe don't get involved in illegal shit. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just the base level of it. Well, if you need to fill a void, go and, I don't know, get on roller coasters well, or something you're, like you're that. You're dealing in an environment which is destructive, not only to yourself, to other people. That's why it is illegal. And there is no excuse for it. And I do feel for him. And you know what? The AFL community will rally around him. They will have support networks around him that will look after mm. him. And I hope that he gets the help and rehabilitation that he needs so he can get on a better path. But to sit there and say that the system's letting him down, that, that to me is frog's bollocks. <laughs> frog's bollocks. <laughs> Football tonight, A-League Grand Final. We've got Western United taking on Melbourne City. little backstory to this. So Western United only came to be as a club because of Melbourne City. And Melbourne City said because it was meant to be the expansion club was looking like in Melbourne, it was going to be Southeast Melbourne, but Melbourne city turned around and said, no, that's going to be our territory one day. You can't have that. Right. FFA. Okay. So then Western United put in a bid and they don't have any history. They don't have a ground. They're trying to build something From essentially out of nothing. It's like Hill Valley in 1955. There's just right. nothing there but a sign to say one day there'll be something come, here. Come on in. Back to the future, you've rocked up and he goes, where the hell am I? That's essentially Western United, what started there. So wow. uh, John Aloisi took the job this year, and they've, they've done, done okay in their first two years. John Aloisi took the year, uh, Reigns, he, and yeah. his, um, it's his third job. Really, really like last chance pretty much because it didn't quite work out at Melbourne Heart when he, his first job – Brisbane Raw, he had some success, but, you know, he ended up leaving the club in a, right. in a few tears. But he's managed to get them to a grand final, which is very, very is, impressive. So yeah. it's good for Australian football that someone, a coach like John Aloisi is succeeding. Yeah. Because we've seen with Ange, the ones that have been able to do it here in the A-League and then go overseas and do it overseas, yeah. that's going to mean good things for Australian football. So yeah. Aloisi at the start, you know, of his coaching journey, if you want to call it that, makes a grand final, which is really, really impressive. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, some of my favourite moments, him just, just shaking that shirt around, running around, going bananas after he kicked that penalty to get us into the uh, World Cup was... 2005, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah some of my fondest memories. So good. Good luck to him. Uh, quick one before we get to a break. We've got some text. We'll get to the text after the break. Uh, but Justin Langer, um, 
this is him relaying a conversation he had with the acting chairman of Cricket Australia when all that contract malarkey was going on with Langer and six-month extension, and then he knocked it back and stepped away from the job as the Australian head coach. Conversation he had with Richard Frudenstein, who was then the acting chair of Cricket Australia. And the first thing he said to me was, oh, it must make you feel good that all your mates are supporting you in the media. I said, yeah, it is. With all due respect, those mates are also the all-time greats of Australian cricket. They are the fabric of Australian cricket. They are Australian cricket. They also work all around the world in cricket. So yeah, I'm glad my mates are looking after me. Imagine if you had of. Gee, you took it well. Wow. Yeah. Think about your reply, and I want it later on in the show. It's coming up on the Mowers Club. Uh, Sock's thoughts on Justin Langer uh, giving his point of view. We're off to a quick break. Visit toromowersclub.com.au to win a Toro Mower and heaps more. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, we're back just before the news. A couple of texts on the text line, 0457 736 736, talking about Sam Fisher before the uh, the break. Hedo, great show. Thanks, Hedo. Uh, gents, what a load of crap. Tell Fisher to grow up. Mm. Oh, that's well to the said. point. Uh, and hi, guys. Whilst I agree Payne is in the wrong, don't overlook the influence of these A-grade player managers of these young men. I understand Payne's manager gets limited dollars out of a current deal as it was done by his previous management team. Thanks, boys. Tathra Eagle. That's what I get. About that's I think he's fishing for that extension, and that's why they went the. There's ways and means of doing it, and probably that's the most extreme way of doing it, just slapping down the uh, so, I want out. So, so the comment there, the the text we got in, so it was in regards to saying that the this is all pushed by the manager so mm. that he can line his pockets. Yeah, because at the moment he's getting zero. The ten percent wedge is going to Payne's old manager, yeah. well, and the current but, manager is getting nothing until the new deal kicks in. Well. But your job as a player manager isn't to line your pockets. It's to look after the welfare and best interest of your client. Now, some of that is financial, but as we've just seen with Sam Fisher, 90% of it is managing the athlete Hmm. and the player. Now, this can't be sitting well. I'm sure that Payne Haas doesn't want to go out in front of his home crowd and get booed. No. And thinking this is the best way that we are going to nudge this contract in a different direction is to be the public enemy number one in Brisbane. I'm not sure if he's got the right manager there managing him. Thank you. Sock. Mm. Yeah, anyway. Whatever. We'll speak to George Rose about it after, right? <laughs> he's in the management game now. He's looking after some fighters with mm. his uh, No Limit crew and he, him and his brother running that and get the George's thoughts on Indigenous Round as well. So George is on the way. Yeah, nah, as well. We'll talk to Alex Newsom from the Waratahs. Plenty more to come on the Mowers Club. Back in a moment. Visit torromowersclub.com.au to win a Toro Mower and heaps more. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, good to have your company. Second hour. Okay, so we've got the talk talking out of the way. Now we ask a few questions and talk some more. Stephen O'Keefe, alongside sure. me, Adam Peacock. Gibbo's here as well, of course. And our next guest was a cult hero. Me being a Manly fan, I love cheering this guy on. Mm. Georgie Rose from the Hill at Brookvale. But now he's transitioned into uh, quite the lifestyle. He's a boxing promoter <laughs> and a very good one at that with his brother, Matt. They've got the No Limit uh, operation happening and humming, um, firing at all cylinders. And he joins us right now, gorgeous George. Georgie, how are you, mate? I'm great, fellas. How are you? Yeah, good. Good. Um, how's business, first of all? Uh, is there always something happening? Um, do you always have a phone charger nearby? Because... Uh, 
there's a few things happening in the boxing promotion world. Oh, absolutely. There's always plenty happening. I'm, I'm, um, I leave most of the phone calls to, to my brother, Matt. So he's the one who's always on his phone and always on the portable charger. And, and he's the one you can never get hold of. So it's, um, it, it is, it, look, it, it's, it's busy now. You know, there's been a lot of hard work that got us to where we are now, but it's, um, it's awesome. We've got a show on pretty much every month now. Our next one's coming up in Brisbane on the 29th of June. Who's, uh, who's fighting on that card? So on that we've got we've got Liam Wilson. He's a local uh, Kabulcha kid. Yep. He's um he's fighting for the opportunity to move up to the to the top two in the in the world. And then when you're in that position, you you know you're ready to fight for a world title at any time. We've also got um, Bolo Akuso, who was the uh, Olympic representative for Australia, and he's now turned professional. And he was really impressive in his debut performance. And um, so we've got a couple of good young guys. It's our No Limit on Fox show, so it's free on free to watch on Fox and KO. So it's um it's our one where we get to showcase all our rising stars who are the next guys coming in, you know, coming onto the scene. They're gonna be our next Tim Zoos and and, and superstars of the sport. Uh, gorgeous George Steve O'Keefe, a big fan. Last time I saw you, mate, you were you were uh, judging a competition of my good mate Adam <laughs> Linforth at the Budgie Smuggler Ornery Rig <laughs> competition at the Ivy Pool. Um, <laughs> One of the all-time great days, that one. one of the all-time greats. Uh, I, I, I miss it. It was fantastic. Yeah, you, mate, you did a great job. I would have loved to have maybe gotten a bit closer to you and your smugglers, but unfortunately I was up in the bleachers watching, but it was a great performance by some pretty ordinary-looking blokes. But um, needless to say, mate, you've, you've, uh, you've come a long way. Last time I saw you on TV, you were driving around a Corvette uh, over in Vegas, was it, with... Tim. We're in we're in LA for that one, yeah. LA, yeah, yeah. So you were over watching the fight. How did you? What did you take of uh, that experience, mate? Um, look, look, it was a really good one. It's um, it was a it was a fight where we were just going as spectators, so we got to enjoy the experience. Even the the trip over, um, I've barely been to the US in my life, and in the last six months, I've been over five times. So it's it's um yeah. it's it's been great. Like I I, I can't complain uh, with where we're at at the moment, but. Um, to be ringside for that fight, and and it was probably, you know, it, it could be on track to be one of the fights of the year, the the Charlo Castagna fight, and and Jamel Charlo got the win, um, and he's now mandatory to, uh, Tim's now mandatory to fight uh, Jamel Charlo, so we're in the process of negotiating that fight at the moment, and um, it's looking pretty positive at the moment. So um, for for us to be ringside there, you know, there was stars left, right, and centre, stars of boxing, stars of of American American music and and celebrities left right and center so it was it was a really cool experience for us to just kick back and, and enjoy the the LA vibe did you go and pester anyone or are you trying to play play cool because you're making strides in the business world and you just don't want to kind of be that guy's mm, like going around getting, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly I'll get photos know, it's, with it's you easier said than done though it's <laughs> easier said than done I was like no play it cool like I, I walked past a few guys like no play it cool play it cool and then <laughs> and then um I met LL Cool J and Sugar Ray Leonard no way jumped up and I'm like like, oh, I've got to get a photo. Stop finding cool. <laughs> you know, I couldn't help myself. So it was, um, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, but that was the, that's how it was. We were just, we were just very relaxed in what we were doing. We were enjoying the show, and and um, it was good. How was, uh, how's Tim at the moment? Because he's had the, the 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 hand operation to try and fix a few things there. How's he? Is he on track? 
mate, he's in a he's in a world of hurt at the moment. So he'd um he, because of the operation, he had a had a few weeks off, and now he's back into full training. Mm. And um, so the lungs are yelping um, <laughs> for that first week. As, it's a bit like coming back from from an NRL for an NRL preseason. Oh, yeah. Is you you know Ugly. you've enjoyed yourself for a few weeks, and <laughs> and you you come back, and it, it's a world of hurt. Them first few weeks. So that's where he's at at the moment. But he's um you know, one of the most disciplined athletes I've ever met in my life. Um, and he's, you know, he's absolutely ripping in now. And um, that that goal that he's been chasing for the last few years where we've been stuck in the COVID restrictions, um, you know, this is, this is somewhere that he probably should have been, you know, 12, 18 months ago. But um, it's where he's at now. And, and he's, he's building towards fighting for that world title. So he's, He's really focused and really ripping in. He seems like a really impressive uh, young man, mate. Um, I do have a question, which is football-related, George. It's Indigenous round uh, going on uh, in the league at the moment. Who, Barring yourself, of course, who's the most impressive Indigenous football that you've played with or seen um, in your career? I think uh, as, as much as I, there's been so many that I've loved, uh, when you talk about impressive, I can't go past Greg Inglis. Yep. I, um, he, you know, he had everything. He had the size, he had the speed, he had the agility, he had the strength, and he had the football smarts too. He could, you know, you even now I watch back on some of his old highlights and I think, how the hell did you do that on a footy field? Like I played footy for mm. for thirty odd years of my life, and things that he was capable of doing on a footy field, I thought that's that's impossible and. I remember, I remember one day we were playing him at Brookie, and and um, Grego had been running over the top of everyone, like he, you know, he was getting the ball and he was just bumping people off, and just, mm. you know, he was a handful. And I got to a point where I was marked up on him, and he got the ball, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll play, I was going to plan here, and I, I backed myself, and I thought, oh no, I'm going to smash this bloke. So I planned it. I was ready for the big shot. He's just gone left, right, stepped me. Left, and right, before I knew it, I look around and he's 30 metres past <laughs> on the way to the trial line. Um, so, you know, he, he, does, he doesn't just have a bump. He's got the feet and the speed to go with it. So it was, yeah, he was he was a player I hated to play. <laughs> <laughs> what does Indigenous round mean to, to you, George? Um, for me, I, I think it's a really good time to, to celebrate Indigenous culture. I think um, you look across rugby league, um, it's it's a big part of Aboriginal culture. I mean, we talk about it now how it's it's part of our modern day culture. Is that any any Aboriginal person you meet, they'll usually have a rugby league team that they follow, um, and they follow passionately. We're very passionate about rugby league, and so any community you go to, there's always people that are passionate about their teams, and it's it's been part of our culture now. I think for for you know quite some time, and um, you know rugby league has been has been the opportunity for us to, to you know, create change in our life. We, you, you know, it's, it breaks down barriers um, in communities. It's, it's, it's great for social acceptance and, and all of these things that have led to um, the opportunities that, that so many great Indigenous rugby league players have had. Um, it's been for the better too because the stars that we get to see come through the game. Um, some of our greatest rugby league players have been have been Indigenous players, and mm. um, and and I think for this week we're able to celebrate culture. We're able to um, ask those questions that you know we wouldn't usually have, that we wouldn't usually have people asking. We're able to have those conversations that we wouldn't usually have, and 
Um, it's just about, I, I think in, in our schools, we don't learn enough about Aboriginal culture. No, and definitely. it's only through through knowing people and, and experiencing things like this that we get to we get to learn more and we get to be um, a part of celebrating, you know, a culture that is so strongly ingrained in this country. You know, there's, there's over 60,000 years of history in this country and it's something that all of us as, as Australians should be able to, to celebrate. Yeah, well, last week, George, there was a obviously a change of government and the, the signs are that they're going to get the, the word through that there's going to be a voice. They're going to try and push for a referendum on a voice in parliament because to I, I have a clear thought. I haven't got Indigenous blood in me, but a clear thought if you don't own up to everything that's happened in the past and accept that, you can't move forward. So hopefully that that's well beyond sport, something like that, George. But I just look at sport and this weekend, both the, the both the main footy codes are, are getting into the Indigenous round. So Doug Nichols' round in AFL, they've done that over two weeks, Indigenous round in, in rugby league. Some of the jerseys, I'd prefer to see these jerseys as the away jerseys. Wear them this week, obviously. But like Manly, for, for instance, my club, they wore that abomination of a jersey a couple of weeks ago at Magic Round, yeah, the all-black because of the sponsor. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather see yeah. these jerseys trotted out two, three times a year and that then kind of ingrains a bit of, you know, knowledge in, in people who aren't Indigenous or gets Indigenous people celebrating their culture a bit more as well. What do you reckon, George? Absolutely. I think there's there's some fantastic designs getting around. And I know that across the clubs, like, you know, Indigenous and non-Indigenous players are excited um, for the jerseys and really, really like the designs and really... Um, you know, whenever you get a win in that jersey, you always want to play in it again too, don't you? So yeah. it's, um, uh, you know, I, I'd I'd love to see it around more too. But I, I just think in rugby league, we 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 are really good at at, at celebrating Indigenous culture and, and embracing Indigenous culture, and um, it's it you know it it sets the sets the platform for the rest of society to follow. So tell us, George, a bit about your story, mate. We're looking at players at the moment who have transitioned out of sport. Um, you're the CEO of No Limit Boxing. What made you, I guess, get into that space um, of managing boxers um, and also supporting Indigenous youth and culture uh, through boxing and sport? Was it something that you'd had lined up while you were playing or is something that you fell into or is just a combination of the both? Well, it's funny. We've been working on this for for a long time. The first show we ever did was back in 2013, um, and I was still playing at the time. I actually, that year, the the mighty Manly Seagulls went through to the the grand final and were rorted by the Roosters in the in that game. I remember. Um, yeah. But around that time, it was it was sorry, it was the week before the grand final that we had our first our first boxing show, and it came around because there was a a young Aboriginal boxer that we were looking after that were that were helping with his career and. The problem was we couldn't get him any fights, so we put our own show on, and it went all right. And then we did another one, so we started the Dubbo RSL. We, in, you know, we done another one in Orange, and by the fifth show, we we're at the Horden Pavilion in Sydney with Paul Gallen and Junior Paulo headlining. Wow! And um, it was a Fox Sports show, and and then from then we just went from strength to strength. Um, it, it was just something that we were good at doing. And we we just kept working harder and harder at it to the point of of where we're at now, where we've done stadium shows, we've we've had sold out Kudos Bank Arena shows, and and um and, and we've got guys on the on the brink of of world title challenges. So it's um it, it's been it's been fun. Like being around sport, I've I've grown up around sport my whole life. So I love sport. Um, I've always loved watching a fight. I've always loved watching a fight, no matter where it was. You know, <laughs> I've, I've always enjoyed it. So to be um, 
I mean, I'm better at being a spectator than I am at throwing a throwing a punch. So in a Macca's the, car the park job or something works and... well for me there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a much better spectator than I am a fighter. So I, I and I and I really enjoy it. And and to be doing it with my brothers, who you know we're 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 all accountable to, and um, we all work hard for. It's been a it's been a journey from. Um, you know, from the dub RSL through to through to where we're at now. Driving Corvettes in LA. <laughs> yeah, eh? <laughs> started from the bottom. Now we're here, eh? <laughs> yeah, I never thought we'd be doing that. That's for sure. It's funny going to a, a, a boxing night because you see the, the one, the most stressed person, and the one with the most movement isn't one of the guys in the ring or girls in the ring. It yeah. isn't the cornerman or whatever like that. Yeah. It's the promoter. Yeah. There's always stuff going on behind <laughs> the scenes. It's, it's it's wild. And like the, the wheels are wobbling a bit sometimes, George, because there's a lot to take on and, and keep on the straight and narrow. It's almost like you, you kind of just, you, you can't factor in everything and plan for everything. You just got to guide it through the evening and, and get to the night and go, oh, we got through that. That was fun. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, the thing that I'm most nervous about is when we get to a fight and there's no problems, everything's going smoothly. Because I know <laughs> That's when to worry. The wheels are about to fall off somewhere and I don't know what they're going to fall off. So, uh, so we do everything from the event management to the fighters to the to the combat sports authority. We've got, we've got everything going. So, catering, and, meat and, pies. And plus, we want to make it a, a great experience for, for everyone who comes along. So, it is. you know, I'm, I'm looking at the dance cam and making sure that the uh, – that the action's all happening there too, the dance cam, the kiss cam. Um, you know, it's, it is, it is a, it's a good, good experience all around. So um, my, my greatest happiness on the night is when the final fight ends and, and everything's on smooth. Done well. Mate, last question. Paul Gallen, where do you see his boxing career? Uh, I have an opinion on it. Um, I hope he doesn't fight again. Um, but where does, where does he see himself at the moment? And do you think... Uh, he'll be fighting again in Australia anytime soon. I think it's completely his choice. Yeah. Um, for me, I'll, I'll you know as long as everything's going all right with him and he really wants to fight, you know I'll do it for him. Yep. Happily do it for him. But you know it's up to him. He yep. he knows himself. He knows his body. If he if he doesn't want to compete, then so be it. He's been great for the sport. Yep. If he does want to compete, um. I, you know, there's there's fights that I think that he should or shouldn't take, yep. and I and I'll suggest that to him. Um, but I mean, he 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 had a shot at the Australian and the Australasian title again um, just recently, and and it just didn't go in his favour. And 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 I think he he himself felt felt that um, you know five years ago it would have been a very different story. Yep. And I think you know father father time does catch up with you, and so there's standards of of um, fights that he can and can't take at the moment. But mm. it's um, it's completely up to him. And, and I know that he's had a great career in rugby league and in boxing. And whatever he chooses to do, I'm completely supportive of because it's been a great journey for us too. Mm-hmm. George, really appreciate your time this morning. Good to see you firing on all cylinders with No Limit and your brothers as well. And uh, looking forward to the next fight night up there in Brizzy. It'll be on Fox. Uh, Liam Wilson, as you mentioned, on the card and uh, plenty more to come in the rest of 2022, mate. Thanks for your time this morning. Absolutely. Thanks, boys. Have a great weekend. George Rose joining us on the Mowers Club. Off to a break. Yenar on the way. Visit torromowersclub.com.au to win a Toro Mower and heaps more. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. It's time for... Yeah, no. Yeah, no. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. 
That's a good, good intro. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. First one off the bat, actually, he features in that. Right. Daniel Ricardo. He was the one going, yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Crashed his car again this morning. Uh, Practice what? for the Monaco, Monaco Grand Prix. Yeah, it's just, just getting from bad to worse. Built his Ma- McLaren into the wall, and oh, Daniel, unfortunately. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> I wish he was better in that orange car. Uh, anyway, could get better for race weekend, just that his mechanics are going to have a sleepless night well, fixing won, the car. He's won Monaco, hasn't he? Yes, um, famously. For Red Bull, but it's been a long time between drinks. Mm. Is he a bit of an AG, Daniel Ricciardo? Is AG. he a bit of an A grade? No. No, we'll not I've, hear of anything of the know. sort, Gibson. Oh, After, have you I'm seen Drive with, I'm kind of with Gibbo. I'm yeah. with you, Gibson. Your name's Gibbons. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, that's, a, that's a yeah, no. <laughs> I just I watched the Drive to Survive the latest season, and I don't know. He sort of carries on a little bit too much for a mm. guy who doesn't win. Yes, I, I, I tend to agree with you. We did win last what? year. Like on the won, Italian Grand mean, Prix. Yeah, yeah well, but, he won an event. Like he's carrying he's won more than like me and you. Top five. Well, he's won eight. He's I won get eight. To comment. He's won in, in two hundred. Uh, is Australia's most accomplished Formula One driver? He's driven he's the most races, races. in Australia. Yes, he broke that last Grand Prix. And he's won what eight? Yeah. He's had eight yeah, wins, which is a lot. A lot. And you yeah. know, Weber was I think eight or nine, maybe. Something so he, around that. So yeah. he's one of our most successful. Yeah. Drivers. The thing that frustrates me about Daniel Ricciardo, we don't want to obviously go on for too long, is that he's just every time it seems like things aren't going well, he just jumps from car to car to car, mm. and he's finally gotten to a place in his thirties. Lando Norris is obviously a faster, younger, better driver. Yeah, he's outdriven so far this so season, far, yeah. and it's like, where do you go from here? You know. Well, he's getting fifteen million a year, so things aren't going too bad for old Danny. Rick. I, I absolutely respect the fact there's only twenty of the best drivers in the world, but you know, you're yeah. in there. Do you want to be a mid pack driver or do you want to be, you know, challenging at the top? I feel like he's probably got the car to, to challenge it. It's just not happening. Got any noms for Yena? Got some noms. Yes, I do have a Yena. Mine's a sport related one as well. And it's uh big old Tino going for the short <laughs> kickoff. Short kickoff when you when leave you're fourteen nil up. <laughs> Your team's won what one out of five games, and you've decided to roll the dice, and it ending in spectacular fashion. Yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, nah. I got one. Mm. Smoke alarms. Oh yes, <laughs> the deadly smoke alarms. So smoke alarms, pricks of things that they are. They don't go off at one o'clock in the afternoon, do they? They don't no. start beeping indiscriminately at three o'clock in the afternoon yeah. or nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It has to be 4 a.m., doesn't it? <laughs> the beep, beep, beep away. Well, then... you do have a little bit of a temper, though, don't you, Adam? No, I don't. <laughs> so I've gone to try and quieten said smoke alarm, yeah. beep, beep, beeping away. Yeah. Because we've replaced the battery the day before. Just it's not meant to be beeping anymore. Just wearing you down, just this wearing beep, down isn't it? 4 a.m. So I've gone to give it a little love tap with the knuckle. Love tap. That Didn't work. Call, is that what you call it? So I've gone the open hander, <laughs> not to get a charge in front of the match review committee. <laughs> it's okay with the uh, open hander. Gone the open hander, gone the big <laughs> F you. Top my voice. Whole house is open, uh, awake by now. And sliced buggery out of my palm of my hand oh, on the it's edge. Ugly. It's ugly. To explain to the listeners at home, he's come in wrapped up like a mummy. Anyone <laughs> would think he'd broken his arm, 
got COVID. It's. <laughs> I mean, you've cut your wrist, but why did you have to put so much padding from your shoulder down on it? I'm not sure. <laughs> Dislocated my shoulder with the force as well. Did a Tommy Turbo. No. Uh, so next day we ring the electrician. Oh, yeah, they need to be replaced after 10, 10 years. years. I'll just beep like that. Yeah. But why do they have to beep at 4 a.m.? Yeah. So do you take it off? I mean, for you can't say that out loud for insurance purposes. Cause the smoke you, alarm. Yeah, did you just pull the thing off? No, no, we just got it replaced. But okay. anyway, it's not beeping anymore, but uh, yeah, still smoke alarms. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. Bastards of things. Yeah, right. Yeah. We got uh, one more yeah, no in us, do yeah. we? Yeah, have you got yeah, one? Okay, well, it's a, I think give, give, give and I would share one. We both vote in the Manly electorate, uh, and generally when you vote on a Saturday, you're, uh, you're a little bit hung. Uh, you've got your democracy sausage, you're sort of shaking and you're trying to, you, your brain's not working, you're reading yeah. through this mountains of paper. <laughs> uh, but as you're lining up in the big long queue, Gibbo, and I'll let you take it over from here, you look over to a little side door and it has the initials of AA on the door. <laughs> yeah, well, there's nothing like looking in the future, right? So <laughs> you, I, I just felt so bad. So yeah, we're, we're voting. Um, there's a massive queue to line up to go in to vote. They have all these different rooms around, and one of the rooms, like you said, AA, and you look in there, and it's not a pretty sight. But look, who am I to cast judgment on who attends and who doesn't attend AA meetings? But I just felt, geez, the one part of AA is anonymous. (laughs) And there's nothing anonymous down there. The clue's in the title, yeah. it's. (laughs) Well, you know, there's just a few awkward looks, and they're looking out, and it's uh, it's so shame. So it's, yeah, so whatever was going on down at the Manly Corso polling booth with the AA class, big, big, big. Could you not? Yeah, nah. You could not think of a worse place to run an AA anonymous no. alcoholic meeting than when all of the manly electorate is turning up on the day. Oh, it's just, oh, Dazza, what are you oh, doing yeah. here? I thought yeah, you were at a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's also like there's an uncomfortable. Public four, Daz? Yeah. <laughs> there's an uncomfortable question that you sort of start asking yourself. You're looking in there. You're thinking, oh, no, maybe, maybe I have. It's gotten a little out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> Visit toromowersclub.com.au to win a Toro mower and heaps more. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Welcome back. <laughs> what are you two laughing at? Oh, Giro and Sock. Life, mate, being here. Where would you rather be on a Saturday morning rather than laughing at you? Um, Anywhere else. There's a couple <laughs> of places. We can't go into them right now. Maccas. Alex Newsom, he's getting ready to play a game of footy. This weekend, he joins us right now from the Waratahs. Uh, Alex, how are you, mate? Morning, lads. Thanks for having me on. Nice. Going well, mate. Sun's shining here, so happy days. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Big test for the Tars against the Blues on the horizon. Blues resting some of their big guns, but still uh, pretty good side. Um, what do you What do you make of this prospect? Yeah, going to be a tough one. They've been um, by far and away the best side in the comp all year. Um, and yeah, resting a few boys, but as we know, these Kiwi sides um, full of talent. So yeah, she's going to be a tough one. Absolutely, uh, mate. Steve O'Keefe. Now, look, mine's not a football question because I've heard. <laughs> I don't mean doing a little bit of background work on you, and you're you're a bit of a cowboy. You come from Glen Innes. Um, I myself am a wannabe cowboy. Have, what, is your favourite show Yellowstone by any chance? Mate, it's up there. 
What about you? You, uh, you a bit of a fan, are you? Oh, mate, I absolutely love the show. <laughs> Beth Dutton would be my ideal woman. I hope my missus isn't. She won't be listening, my missus, but Beth Dutton. Mate, frog in a sock, isn't she? Yeah, oh, she's, she's bloody gorgeous. <laughs> Who's your other favourite character? Out of the whole season, who would you relate would be more like you? Are you more of a John Dutton, you know, sort of leader of the pack, or would you say you're a bit more of a rip wheeler, just get in, get the dirty stuff done uh, behind the scenes? Oh, mate. I think Rip's a bit of a favourite of mine, but he's he's an operator. I don't know if I've got got the hands dirty like him. Get he gets it done, um, but yeah, I think Rip's probably every every sort of bloke wants to be like Rip, don't they? Yeah, I agree. Have, have you got? Sorry, Alex, just jumping in. I want to direct this towards Sock, and you can give the advice. Um, what advice would you give Sock, who is very much, um, well. Yeah. A city slicker, <laughs> it's fair to say. Yeah. If he wants to go down this path for his uh, future life, if cowboy he wants hat, boots, three hundred hectare farm, or something like that, <laughs> what does he need to do? Oh, soccer, mate. The first thing is you've got to get take the headset off, get out of the studio, and get amongst it. Mate. That's your first. <laughs> get amongst what though? He does get wet. amongst How it. How am I going to feed the north. cattle without a job? I, don't, I mean, mate, get... come up to Glen Ennis, mate. We'll put you to work. So you you've also ride bulls, I've heard. No, 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 not bulls. No, I've had a crack at the saddle bronc, but um, yeah, too scared to ride bulls. Bulls. Ah, oh, that's amazing. So what's you're the, a proper cowboy. What's the saddle bronc? Saddle bronc is um, you're riding a bucking horse in in a saddle. Same sort of thing. You got to hang on for eight seconds. Um, one hand holding a a rein, um, and yeah, hold on for dear life. <laughs> that sounds about as stupid as riding a bull. Yeah, it's up there, mate. It's up there. But when I was growing up, say again, mate. How, how's your coach think of that, that you're riding <laughs> bucking Broncos in the off-season? Well, I've only ever done it once, and it was back in at the end of 2016. I just signed my first um, footy contract with the Western <laughs> Force. And my mate was going on this rodeo, and he's like, we need to do it. Like It's a bucket list thing, so... Um, yeah, luckily I, I didn't get injured, which is good. <laughs> so what gives you more adrenaline? Getting on the back of a Bronco who wants you off his back or running straight at a number six Kiwi representative oh. off the oh, back of a scrum? Mate. Getting on the back of a wild thing for sure, mate, when they're just <laughs> trying to pizzle you into the dirt. Um <laughs> Mate, I'm an outside back, so I try and stay away from the engine room with the Fords too. So, um, yeah, good, both both good of those advice. are undesirable places to be. Um, very good, mate. Now, last question on that before we get to footy, because this is meant to be a footy chat. Is it true also no, that you, you have – yeah, sorry, we don't care about footy. So we're just going to chat about all things other than same, footy. Mate. Um, <laughs> same. mate, is it true that you have two different sets of wardrobe? As in, so when you go back to the farm, you've got – uh, a certain kit, and then when you—you got a voice on the inside, have you? Who've oh, you been mate, I, I just—I'm the only one in here that does their research, believe it or not, <laughs> around this place. But I'm in here. Uh, Gibbo, who's a producer of the show, is a very accomplished uh, rugby union player. Been filling me in, mate. So, uh, yeah, we, we do have an insider. Mate, on. No, I've always believed in. I've always believed in. You know, you got to fit into the environment where you are. So a bit of chameleon. <laughs> leave the cowboy boots and spurs at home. And then um, get the mesh yeah, singlet year, out for the year. Oxford Street mesh singlet and the high heels. Yeah, you get the white beer drinking boots on in Sydney, <laughs> mate. <laughs> you know the ones, mate. I do. <laughs> oh, dear. The, uh, the Tars, though, 
things have turned around at the Tars, Alex. So Darren Coleman's come in. Coach, knows the shoot shield uh, scene really well, had great success there. What's he bought that has worked pretty well this season? Obviously not the finished product, but heading in the right direction. Yeah, yeah no, he's done a great job. Um, obviously, I think firstly, he sort of earned his stripes, done his time, coached around the world, and um, most importantly, knows New South Wales rugby really well. Um, won three comps in three years before he got the Tars job. Um, so, mate, for mine, he's just brought in a lot of accountability. So, just like goes hard in reviews, even though he's a rookie coach, like he doesn't shy away from um, calling guys out. So, for me, that's it's just had a lot of honest conversations as to where we were um, back into last year and and coming into this year. So, um, like largely, we've got the same squad. About ninety percent of the boys retained through from last year. So. Um, you know, not too much has changed on that front, but I think just a lot of honest conversations and um, seeking improvement, which is which is re- rewards, mate. Yeah, I've heard the the good is celebrated and the not so good is made accountable. Is that fair to say? Like in video sessions, sometimes uh, things can get a little pointed, so to speak, with yeah, uh, what might have happened. Healthy. I think, yeah, I think that's healthy. Like um, DC's big on um, celebrating wins and enjoying the good times because that's at the end of the day, what we all want to seek is that sort of euphoria. Um, but then, yeah, when you lose, it's not a happy dressing room, mate. And neither's the Monday when you while it's in the review. So, um, yeah, it's, it's sort of a bit of a roller coaster professional sport, as you guys know. But um, yeah, it's been an enjoyable season. Hopefully, we're getting down to the business end now. So hopefully, we've got a bit of success yet to come. Right. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. It's a big game this week now. Um, I've been reading in the paper a lot about Leichhardt Oval. Um, firstly, mm. do you guys enjoy playing there? And do you see that sort of the future of playing or taking as many home games out to Leichhardt Oval? Personally, being out there and watched it, I think it's a great atmosphere um, and a place where you guys should con- consider or continue to play footy. What are your thoughts on that? Mate, I love it. Obviously, with the SFS being redeveloped, last couple of years we've been buddy hopping all over the all over Sydney, down to Wollongong, up in Newcastle, and we haven't really established a home base. Mm. Um, I think this year, what, you know, credit to DC and the commercial team, they said, no, nah, Leichhardt's our home ground. We're going to base there. You know, sort of suburban suburban ground. I think fans like coming there. And a bit of success. We've sort of got better crowds each week, which we've spoken about as well. I mean, the SFS is going to be outstanding when it's done end of this year. So, going to be hard to knock back there next year but I think yeah really enjoyed playing at Leichhardt and just getting that home support there as well on the hill. How's the depth with Australian rugby out of this super well almost toward the end of the back end of this super rugby campaign do you feel that where's the gap at with the Kiwi teams because you get that reference week in week out don't you? Mm-hmm. Oh mate I've had it like, my whole career but <laughs> I think it's certainly <laughs> Sick of hearing about, to be honest, and I think it's certainly improving. We'll start bloody beating him. We won't have to ask. <laughs> mate, we've dusted a couple of them this year. Mate. Yeah, you've done very um, well. But yeah, I just think I don't know. The depth is certainly improving, and um, you know, you just I think we've got to stop putting them on the pedestal. Said it before, they're good athletes, but um, when Australian teams are backing themselves and confident. You know, they're going to get good results like we've had, you know, in the last month of footy as well. So um, I think the 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 depth is certainly improving, but it's more of a mindset 
thing for mine. Like, um, you know, it's 15 blokes on both sides, same as any other thing. So just getting that sort of hoodoo off the back and getting on with the job, I think. Mate, they're no bucking Broncos, are they? <laughs> they're just exactly right, mate. They're just human. They don't have teeth. Oh no, they do have teeth, don't they? But Apparently they won't they bite you. Yeah. Some less than others. <laughs> Alex, some less than others. <laughs> we'll leave you there, mate. Um, thanks so much. Firstly, uh, usually when we try and organise a chat with with various teams, and there's certain codes in Australian sport that go. Oh, no, it's four days out from a game. They can't possibly talk to you. They're concentrating yeah. on their foot. You've joined us on game day, so really appreciate that, mate, first of all, and the chat's been entertaining, and uh, go well tonight, mate. Pleasure, boys. Thanks for having me on. Alex, see, see you, Rip. From Yellowstone. The Waratahs, the New South Wales Waratahs Super Rugby continues tonight. Uh, back in a moment. We're going to pick Sox brain about what Justin Langer said through the week and a bit more cricket. Back in a moment. TorroMowersClub.com.au to win a Toro Mower and heaps more. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, welcome back to the Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro Mowers, 100 years of innovation and toromowersclub.com.au to enter that magnificent competition to wear some, uh, win some Toro merch, i.e. not just merch that you can wear, merch that you can cut your grass with, basically. Not your mate's grass with, your grass with. So, yeah, check it out at toromowersclub.com.au. Touch on Justin Langer this through the week at a Perth business luncheon about the last days of his coaching tenure and the discussion he had with then chair of Cricket Australia, Richard Frudenstein. And the first thing he said to me was, oh, it must make you feel good that all your mates are supporting you in the media. I said, yeah, it is. With all due respect, those mates are also the all-time greats of Australian cricket. They are the fabric of Australian cricket. They are Australian cricket. They also work all around the world in cricket. So yeah, I'm glad my mates are looking after me. Imagine if you had of. Whoa. He would have more mates if he does. Cricket. <laughs> Look, I, I get he's, he's an emotional guy. Yes. He's a passionate guy. Yep. And he probably still, every time it comes into his head about what happened with the six-month uh, six contract offer, off the back of the success that he had over the summer with the team, mm. it annoys him. And that's fair enough. However, Sock, should he just maybe move on? Because oh, it seems like the Australian cricket team has moved on. Since you're my mate, Adam, <laughs> I'll <laughs> express my opinion to you mm-hmm. only because you are my mate. Um, yeah, I... When JL first came into that team, he came in as uh, a caretaker coach when that team was going through probably the worst since the underarm fiasco and scandal and came in and did a good job. I think he needed to change a few things. I think he needed to tap a few egos on the head and I think he was the right coach for the right time. But that has a short tenure. Shelf life. Shelf life. As in... You know, you you you've, when you when you're that way authoritarian and you're one style coach, which it seemed that JL was, and I can't comment too much. I only had to play under him a couple of times. Um, it's not going to work forever. And when you have an Australian cricket team that's 95 percent of the way there with skill, um, with it, the way they want to go, the most important thing is the man management style. Now I can't comment. That's the privilege of the team to be able to come in and make that choice along yeah. with the, the the coaching structure. And they decided to make a decision. Um, offering him a six-month 
gig was never going to work. I mean, a guy with so much pride and passion for Australia, it's a kick in the guts. And of course he was never going to take it. The team had come off the back of a T20 World Cup win, a thumping, resounding ashes thing. And basically the, the board and the decision makers made a rod for their own back. I mean, I think they were kind of hoping that they would lose the T20 World Cup and give themselves sort of leverage to say, well, no, we're done here. Mm. He's done so well. And then my opinion changed. This guy's now come out. What more could you ask for a coach? They've, he's gone and won the Ashes 4-zip nearly by one wicket, nearly one 5-zip. They've won a T20 World Cup in Asia, which no team had ever done before, yep. and now you're telling him to push on. Now, as a player, I'd like to think, well, geez, if that was me performing and I just won the Ashes and done that and now you're telling me to push on, I'd feel pretty annoyed. So I think he's in that space now where it's it's deep-seated, it's hurt him, he bleed. We all know the passion and the contribution he's done for Australian cricket. But I think it is time for him to to look forward and move on. Coaching Australia will not be the end of his story, you know. But if you start coming out and you have that vitriol, I think it's going to be quite yeah. hard to hire that bloke again thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to be looking over my shoulder when we do part ways or things don't go well. Or catching someone on the rebound. He's broken up uh, broken up with a partner. <laughs> yeah, Jeez, yes, yes. he's really over it, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yes. it's, it's like that. It is. It Unfortunately. Is. Like, yeah. I look at it through this space. I don't know what you have to say about this, Sock. Mm. I'm intrigued by the fact you, you look, okay, you see something like this happen and you look around it mm. and the people involved and who's yep. saying what. You get that the mates stick up for him. They love him. And they, they love him like a brother, Gilly, Paidos, all those guys love him. And that's fair enough because they played with him. Mm. How many Australian cricketers who have been coached by him mm. have rocked the boat about the decision? Yeah. You would have heard about it by now. Absolutely. Like, ab- not publicly. Yeah. But behind the scenes, they yeah. would have gone to management and gone, you got this so wrong, it's not funny. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Not reinstate him, but you've got this wrong. Yeah. None of those stories. And those general stories out of Cricket Australia usually seep out into the media somehow because of the, the, the leaks that happen in that joint. You're right. And there was the chat there when uh, that was coming out, the past brigade, you know, the, the 100 Test Club boys, you know, the rarefied air and the, the greatest Australian cricket team, arguably, you know, under Steve Orr and through that generation had sort of come out and said, oh, the players shouldn't get a say. You know, when I was playing under Buchanan, you know, I didn't like him, but I got on with it. The coach needs to be yada, yada, yada. I think the game's moved to a point where the players and the stakeholders in that change room should have a say on the coach, who the coach is. Now, I'm not saying they have all the say, but you should have an input in the style of coach that you want to elevate your game. When you're Australian cricketer, you're 95% of the way they're skill-based. Mm. You are there, you're... You, you've, you've already pretty much at the top of your game. What you need is a bit of tinkering, advice, a pat on the back at times, you know, a pat a little bit lower and a little bit harder at times, you know, if you're, bum you're not pat. doing... Bum yeah, pat. Yeah, a good old-fashioned bum bum pat, but really hard. <laughs> you know, the one that your mum used to give you with a wooden spoon. That's oh, no, that was the... over the back of the head. <laughs> Is there anything you want to get into here? While we're on no, 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 I'm quite okay with you it. You feel fine? Yeah, yeah, yeah good. Um yeah, so I think, uh, you know, the coaching style and what that team needed, and Pat Cummins come out and said it himself, is this is, this is I'm sticking up for my mates. So when he went in and was consulted, he believed he was doing the right thing by his mates as an Australian cricket captain that would be the best thing for that side. And that is to not take a single thing away from what Justin Langer has done and given that Australian cricket team. And I still think he's got a great future and will evolve as a coach and provide many teams support down the line. Uh, we've got one here from Muzzer on the text line about this uh, issue. Justin Langer writes Muzzer, uh, big fan Justin Langer, love his passion, love how he dug deep, true grit, 
playing opening batsman for Australia. Had to be. Uh, looked like the toughest player. Black belt in martial arts. How could you not love him? I was also very happy when he took over the coaching role for the Australian cricket team after Sandpaper Gate. But listening to the way he spoke, I'm not too sure he was best placed to move Australian cricket forward. I think Cricket Australia... Uh, handled the whole situation badly, but maybe JL did too. I think no doubt JL put his heart and soul into coaching that one from Muzza. Very good points. Oh, M- Muzza, do you want a job in here, Muzza? Because that's that's bang on. I think he, he summed it up. Muzza, you come in next Saturday morning. We'll take the morning <laughs> off. Gibbo, I'll guide you through things. Mark from Prairie, we were talking about Daniel Ricciardo before as well. Uh, in reference to Mark Webber, Mark Webber actually had 215 races, nine race wins. Dan is 216 races, eight race wins. So very, very comparable, the two. And uh, Gibbo, <laughs> you've got a call here from Rooster Muzz about your summation of Daniel Ricciardo. You are spot on about the massively overrated Daniel Ricciardo. It's always the car or somebody else's fault. Triple A grade. Oh, I've never heard of triple. Yeah, yeah. Not triple. Tri- I wasn't going to say triple, but Rooster Buzz, I'll back. If you're backing me, I'm backing you. So yes, Dan Ricardo, triple A graded Muzza. I can't wait to see you in here next week. Uh, love, yeah. love to hear a bit of. Um, I've got yours. You've got mine. Yeah, good one. Uh, last hour, Boz is going to join us. So Gibbo is oh. going to have to readjust the limiting levels on the audio. Coming out of your speakers, wherever you're listening to the Mowers Club, Gene Namu, we're going to talk a bit about grass cutting and the like down at Manly Oval there, the groundsman, former rugby league player, now groundsman down there at oh, looking after a few things, but also Manly Oval. And Tristan Merlihan, Lord Tristiano Merlihan will join us. Sock, you've got to get your uh, stupid multi sorted out. It's yeah. your turn this week. Okay. All right. I'm thinking about it. We'll, we'll come up with something. Yeah, sound pumped. Uh, third hour on the way on the Mowers <laughs> Visit toromowersclub.com.au to win a Toro mower and heaps more. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Welcome back to the third hour. We've got Tristan Merlihan from topsport.com.au on the way. Bozzer as well to talk about the Champions League final and a bit about the... Uh, the A-League Grand Final, just one from Sharky on the uh, the text line. Sharky from Nowra, always a listener. G'day, Sharky. You flogs, if Verstappen wasn't Joss Verstappen's um, son, uh, son, former Formula One driver, Ricardo would have been kept by Red Bull and be a world champion. I said four years ago that he should go to Ferrari. Look at the red horse now. Sharky, mm. retrospective mm. thoughts yeah. there from Sharky. And fair enough, too. Yeah. One sign's a wonderful thing, isn't it? He's an expert in all sports, isn't he? He's Sharky? all over it, Sharky. He is all over every single sport about mm. everything. It's, you know, wonder he's not in here. Well, well he could come in with Muzza next well, week. Well, I guess so, yeah. Muzza, Sharky. Well, that'll be, that'll be some good broadcasting for three hours. If you um, cover all sports, it'd be great. Often for that. Mm. G is going to join us right now. Now, former uh, rugby league player, rugby union player as well, of legend. Legend. Great note as well. 23 matches for the Kiwis, nearly 100 games in the NRL, two years over at Ottersfield where they play in a bog. They don't play in the beautiful manicured surfaces like he's now producing at Manly Oval, I believe, Sock. You know him quite well down there. The greatest greenskeeper. Mm. The way he paints those lines, I mean, it's just unbelievable. He's that good. He's, uh, he's got, it's a fine art, Gene, isn't oh. it? <laughs> How's hey. that for an intro? Are you happy with that? <laughs> yeah, mate, what an introduction. Yeah, how good. Thanks, Liz. <laughs> oh, Ten years in professional year, football, and we're talking about you painting lines on an oval, mate. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, it's... Um, 
yeah, it's quite funny actually. Um, <laughs> used, to, used to chop fields to pieces, and now we're trying <laughs> to kick people off them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Grounds are closed for a month after one night of rain. I think that's not your call, though, Jane. Yeah, is it? No, we won't get into the council. Uh, yeah. Opinions of when ground should be closed or not, um, mate. Off the bat, it's uh, this is our kind of mowing segment on the Mowers Club. So, is now the time of year where the the soil is what's known as dormant and the grass is dormant? Like there's no use of trying to for growth. It's just managing it and kind of getting it through what could be a, a pretty cool winter. Yep, we're not we're not quite there on the dormancy stage just yet. So give give us another month, I reckon. Um, when it gets really, really cold overnight, uh, the grass is still growing. It's still kicking along. Okay. And uh, it, as you said, you know, like, there's so much moisture in the in the ground at the moment now. So, yeah, you'll be cutting for the next probably two to two to four weeks, I reckon, and it'll it'll slowly stop. I thought it was done. I thought I thought it was retire the mower for no. a couple of months. But you, you're saying get it out there still? Mate, we are still cutting. Yeah, we we were just waiting for a lot of fields to dry out, and 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 so are probably people at home as well waiting for their yeah, waiting for their lawns to dry up. But um, no, there's still still going to be some cutting going on over the next few weeks. Mm. Um, Gene, I don't have a lawn at home, mate. Uh, you know, I've got a little balcony. Um, now, me yeah. and my missus, we're trying to decide uh, what would be the best form of pot plant. We're thinking... <laughs> Magnolia might be the pot plant club. It's the pot plant club. Yeah, I, I really, you can tell I'm, a, I'm in here for one week, mate, so just humour me, would you? <laughs> mate, you, you're talking to the wrong man when it comes to plants. Uh, I'm the grass expert. <laughs> well, I'm going to grow some grass. Can you help me out with that as well? No, yeah. Okay, so no, yeah, no, no nothing for me, mate. If I've got... Well, well, what, you just said, what you just said, I reckon... Um, we are, look, I purchased a couple of frangipanis and threw them in the backyard, but you can, you know, they're, they're nice. Obviously, they go dormant and they look um, pretty ugly over winter, but yeah. really, really nice um, nice tree over summer. Okay, all right. Yeah, um, frangipanis in winter look like me with my shirt off. Me <laughs> 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 <E> too. Me <laughs> too. Uh, mate, how... Um, Mate, how are you seeing the footy season unravelling? Our mighty bunnies uh, got a big game against the Tigers. Um, firstly, we'll be heading out there to to watch the game, and uh, how do you see that one unfolding? Yeah, I was, I was thinking about going out, but I, I think the missus wants to go down to the Manly Food and Wine Festival for a little bit. So oh, we'll that's on today. And watch the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Look, I, I, I've, enjoyed, I've enjoyed the footy season, eh, so far. Um, I think South. I think it'll be a really good game this afternoon. Yeah. Um, Tigers, Tigers have played some really good footy, and, and South haven't, haven't really hit their straps, they so. Yeah, no, they've been so, um, been pretty poor. Who's been the surprise packet, do you think, in regards to the, the, you know, obviously we've had the Cowboys do well. Is there any other team uh, that we should be looking at, or you, or you've got your eye on that's uh, probably either a bolter or doing better than expected? Look, it's been up and down, hasn't it? You know, I don't think a lot of teams are firing at the moment. Mm. Um, I'd be I'd be aware of the the Roosters getting things right. You know, we're only halfway through the season. I reckon South, you know, South have, haven't played. They played good footy in patches, but you know, once they start getting it right in their attack and that, then you know they're going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. Um, and and Sharkies probably as well. Yeah. But you know, obviously can't go past um, the Panthers at the moment. They're playing. Awesome footy. 
Who's leading the greenskeeper, uh, Dally M? Um, who's who's serving up the best surface in the NRL at the moment, in your opinion, Gene? Jeez, um, I don't know. You'd have to give um, the greenkeeper at Suncorp Stadium a massive wrap yeah. for, uh, for the massive jump. Yeah. I mean, eight, eight games over that weekend, it was wet the whole time. And the ground just held up. It's uh, yeah, unbelievable, mate. So we went. To, we had our funeral of a, a local clubman uh, the other day. Uh, Juice, who was our life member, died suddenly of a heart attack at forty-two. And Manly Cricket Club. Manly Cricket Club. Yeah, yep. uh, where Gene looks after, and Gene was at the funeral. Now we went out and had a couple of beers out there on the square, uh, which we probably weren't meant to do. Don't worry, there won't be any broken glass out there, Gene. But what do you do for that square out there? Because that is rock hard, mate. Like even with all the rain yep. that we've had. Is there anything that you do to prepare that surface to make sure that that's football friendly? Because, I mean, I'm, I'm not the toughest man going around, but just imagining getting driven into the middle of that surface would be quite uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. Look, um, we've, got, we've got to uh, try and keep it good for the, good for the rugby boys, but, it, and, you know, but we're looking ahead to the, to the cricket season as well. So we actually use the covers... Uh, just the same amount of time over winter as we do over summer, just to protect it and keep grass on it. Because um, as you know, like if uh, if you miss the boat, you don't get the covers down on a wicket table. Any any field around Sydney, then it's just going to turn to slop. And yeah. I, I think like the, the Marlins boys would prefer to play on something a little bit harder than just have a big black mud patch in the middle of the field. Right. Okay. So they'd prefer it, which makes sense. Because walking out there, yeah. it's literally you need your gum boots on, and then you get to the centre, and it is just it's it's pavement. Yeah. So newfound yeah. respect for yeah. those blokes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 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 we've got sprinklers around the table, so we'll soften it up. If we get a nice uh, sunny week leading into the footy, we'll we'll whack the sprinklers on and soften it up for them. Gino, really appreciate the chat this morning. A few little tips along the way as well. Have a good arvo, and um, yeah, enjoy the stay and watching the footy this arvo. Sounds like a good gig. Thanks, boys. Have a good one. Um, hey, can I just uh, uh, send a birthday shout-out to my offsider, Mitchell uh, Thomas? Yeah. He uh, had a birthday the other day, so happy birthday, mate. Hope you're having a good one. Oh, on you, Mitch. Legend, Gino. Good on you, mate. Good stuff, mate. Chat soon. Cheers, Cheers boys. Have a good one. Yeah, Gene Namu, uh, he's with Green Options and he looks after Manly Oval and a few other things as well. Just quickly, we've got Sharky on the line. Just before we get to Sharky, mm. um, the gentleman that uh, passed away, Juice, mm. down at Manly Michael Shepherd, yep. shocked everyone, mm. but heart attack. 42. Can I just, little tip. Sure. I went down to see my doctor because I've heard of a few, mate, and obviously Shane Warne and things like that, mm. and heart attack out of nowhere. Mm. I don't know if Juice had underlying problems. I'm not sure. But mm. you can go and get a calcium check on your heart. It costs you 190 out of pocket, and that basically gives you peace of mind to say that your arteries are, are sweet. Everything's working how it should do in the heart. Right. Okay. 190 bucks. Book it in through your GP. Go to GP, get a referral, go down and get it at a, a um, imaging place. Mm. Cost you 190. Yeah, it's a bit exy, but well, <laughs> the alternative yeah, being. Yeah. So are funerals. <laughs> exactly. It gives you a bit of peace of mind. So just a, a shout out to maybe go down that path if. Uh, I'll if, be doing it. If Good you on so you. desire. Um, Sharky's here. So we're giving him a wrap, Sharky uh, from Nowra. How are you, mate? Ben, how are we? Oh, pumped. You? Hey, listen. I come and do a show. Yeah, I come cheap. One carton of VB. It's got to be a thirty pack, and we'll get on it. What do you reckon? Eh? <laughs> the Stuff little the twisties box. or the we'll have a ball. <laughs> what about the big long necks? Thirty long necks. That'll be a good show. 
Oh, mate, I won't be going home. <laughs> <laughs> Sharky, what do you make of your Sharkies this weekend? Who they got? Um, well, we've got the Roosters in. Oh, that's I'll a good look at it one way. It's got, it's got to be all advantage to the Sharks because Fitz Gibbon knows how the Sharks, prepare, how the Roosters prepare against the Sharks. That's the Fitzy Cup, isn't it? It's got to be an advantage. Mate, you've got to be happy you know with I mean? the way things have gone so far. A few ups and downs, but they've they've gone pretty much in the right direction, yeah, for the Sharkies? Yes, yeah, you still see at times they're a bit young and inexperienced, but that'll come. They, they, they're going the same way as the Panthers. You can see they're building there. Starting to use their junior base like they should be. You know, they've got a very good, strong junior base down there. The future's bright with the hotel and all that coming. So I don't give a crap when anyone says my team's going to be a powerhouse forever. So go and suck on that, you bye guys. <laughs> Cheers, Sharky. <laughs> on that note, enjoy Love the weekend, you, mate. I reckon he's a couple in. <laughs> no, he's just a passionate guy about his Sharkies. Sharky from now, we're off to a break in the Marvels Club. As mentioned, balls are on the way. Yes, welcome back. Oh, I thought it was the one with the stinger, but it didn't have the stinger. It's just us, straight up. You're Lucky you're a professional, Adam. <laughs> Thanks, Gibbo. <laughs> welcome back to the Moles Club. Adam Peacock and uh, Steve O'Keefe here, along with Gibbo. And Boz is going to join us right now. Head of the Champions League final tomorrow morning, live and ad-free, in 4K, on stand sport and 9 gem from 4.30am. Boz is going to have an all-nighter. He's pumped about this. He's too excited to sleep. Real Madrid taking on Liverpool uh, for the be crowned the kings of Europe in terms of European club football. Best competition in the world, Bozza. How are you, mate? Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Sark. Hey, Gibber, how are you all? Wonderful. Thanks, Bozza. Good, brother. Where, where do we find that's you good, this morning? That's good. <laughs> uh, this morning? Well, this morning, as you saw, I was with Craig Foster in the Real Madrid and Liverpool supporters clubs. We, we were live from Cheers uh, Bar in Sydney there on George Street. And right now, I've, I've came down to uh, Bronte Beach to pick up my little boy who does his one of his football sessions uh, every Saturday at, at Bronte Beach. So I've come over to the car to do this interview. I can't wait. Um, well, I couldn't wait to do the interview. And I can't <laughs> wait, obviously, for the game tomorrow morning as well. So it it's really is going to be huge. And you're right. It's, it's one of the, I think it's the biggest watch single sporting event that there is on the planet. Um, 2021, I think it was something they, they clocked it at something like 780 million viewers all around the world. It's the biggest game in club football, world club football. And, uh, and two fitting finalists, it has to be said. Two of the most successful teams uh, in Champions League history and uh, everything set for a, for a really good night in Paris. Yeah, so you've got Liverpool taking on Real Madrid. I don't know if you heard before the break with Tristan, yeah. but I tipped Liverpool to lift... Uh, sorry, Real Madrid to lift the trophy. Might be after extra time and Benzema to score yeah, a goal. Yeah, they to score. Yeah, yeah, they so, weren't particularly generous odds, were they? <laughs> no, no, no. But there, there's probably... Uh, I always say there's um, 25 million people in Australia and there's 30 million Liverpool fans, so I've probably annoyed a few of those. But how do you see yeah. the matchup, Boz? The, 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 yeah. the, the chaos and the, the quickness of Liverpool against the guile and a lot of experience with Real Madrid. Not that they're not quick, but yeah, you know I, what I mean? I, I, no, I know exactly what you say. Look, Liverpool are favourites. For me, there's no doubt about that. They've actually lost less games all season in all competitions than Real Madrid had in this, con- in this competition. Um, they're, they're an exceptional side. They've already won two major trophies. They were unfortunate, you have to say, not to win the Premier League title. One point to, to a marvellous Man City. Um, and uh, they've been brilliant in this competition. Only one loss throughout through the, against Inter Milan, where they really pretty much gone through anyway. Uh, and, and they're uh, and they're. I mean, you, you mentioned the word chaos. I think some people may get a little bit confused. They, they play. It, I understand exactly what you're saying, but to explain it to people, they are just a hundred percent intensity throughout the whole game. They don't mind where they win the ball back. They don't mind where they attack you from. 
um, they, they, their, their structure is, is such that basically if, somebody's, if somebody goes into another position, another one covers, and that goes as well if somebody's not playing. Uh, and, and they're a marvellous thing to watch. And in terms of Real Madrid, I hear what you're saying about the guile. They, they do their own closing down and that as well, but they do, it, uh, they do it at their pace. They're not as intense for the full 90 minutes as Liverpool are. But what they are is they, they're an experienced side who know, uh, you know, when the iron's hot, they hit. Um, and, and know so much more in, in those three, you know, round of, the three knockout ties, the round of 16, the quarterfinals, the semifinals. Uh, in all three games, they, they hit goals, like three goals, basically in 10 minutes. Uh, and they have a player in, in Karim Benzema, who's in career best form, it must be said. He scored 15 goals thus far in the tournament. And, and a young player as well who's been brilliant assisting him in Vinicius Jr. out in the left wing. And some great old stalwarts as well. You mentioned that, like, you know, Tony Cross, Luka Modric, uh, and a goalkeeper who's been in great form. So it, it will be a fantastic contest. Um, you know, you... It's very difficult, as you know, Adam, when you're a pundit and you're supposed to be an expert, when they ask you who do you think will win, you say Real Madrid, and they go, why? Because I've got a feeling about them. So you have to come up with a little bit better evidence than that. But sometimes when things happen, sometimes when things happen, and I've been on cup runs before, when you look back at certain things during that cup run, that just sort of go against nature, so to speak, or what everyone should have, you do start believing that one's name is on the trophy. And that's the feeling a lot of people are getting about Real Madrid. Uh, Boza Soki, mate, thanks for coming on. Hey, I always just feel Pleasure. so much more energetic and alive when you're on this show, mate. So thank you thank for that. Thank you very much, Soki. I appreciate it. Um, if I was close, I would have come in as well. Oh, mate, we, we, we've got 25 minutes to go, and I hope you stay on for the whole amount of time. But I do know you've got <laughs> higher priorities, kids and the rest of it. Um, mate, I watched the, uh, I watched the Barcelona... Uh, game against the A League All Stars. Yeah, wasn't it good? Yeah, mate. And with what we had seventy thousand yeah. people out there supporting. Obviously, yeah. it's it is a sort of you know uh, flash in the pan, I guess, in regards to having that quality team come out once, and it was a bit of an event. But it just showed yeah, to me great. that the hunger for Aussies to get in behind and watch football is there. Yeah. And what what do you think? Always needs has to, been. Yeah, yeah it is. Always I mean, has been. So. Yeah. yeah. And but how do we then translate that into our A League product to a point where we're All celebrating right. it? What do you think we need to do to make sure that that All right. standard is, is maintained? Very, 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 very good question. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask you now. So it's a very good question. It's far more simple than people make out that it is. Mm. What was the main reason? Would you say the seventy thousand people turned up, and God knows how many on TV, to to watch that Barcelona All Stars? Well, that well they were a, a, that's a, an All Star team, one of the biggest clubs in the world. Big names, a hundred percent, biggest clubs in the world with great quality, right? And the All Stars really held their own against a great quality. But the the most important thing is the quality on the park. If you have the quality on the park, yeah, and you provide the environment that is going to be absolute quality on the park. Mm. Australian sport fans will come. They're used to having the best of the Australian sport fans, right? Yep. Say what you want about AFL not playing in any other country, but the bottom line is it's the best. The rugby league is the best. The cricket invariably is always one of the best teams in the world, right? You, you might have a couple of years where you're number two or number three, but invariably you're one of the best teams in the world. So you do everything you possibly can, regardless of what time of year that you uh, play, if you're going to play in the summer, which look, I'm still very sceptical about, but you play it at a time when players can play it at their full intensity, 
Yep. So it's fast and it's quick, and also that fans don't have to drag themselves off the beach in 35-degree heat yep. just to go down to a game because the majority don't. And you just continue, continue, continue to concentrate on the quality. If you've got quality on the pitch, then the people will come. Simple as that. I think everybody saw last night that Barcelona game that there, there is a difference, but it's not a great difference, not as big a difference as people make out. You've got to keep concentrating on the quality. Sock, if, if Adam Peacock and myself were advertised to the hilt, and I mean, I mean day in, day out, to say, look, Adam Peacock and Mark Bossing are going to ice skate in Martin <laughs> Place um, in three weeks' time. Oh, I'm there. And we hit it. We hit all the major, major channels. Every day. This is going to be a great event. I'll tell you what, the first night, we would get a sellout. But after they saw us ice skate, how many people would come next time? About three? Where like, in the fresh hell yeah, have you got this idea? <laughs> Well, it's the same thing, Adam. It's yeah, the same thing, Adam, right? It is. All right, so, you know, why do I tune in to you on a Saturday morning, Adam? Just uh, once, and then he won't do it again because it's well, rubbish. Because of the quality. I'll, I'll let you know something. I re- I'll let you know something. I really, really like you, mate. I think you're a really good guy, and I really like you. But if you're crap, I'll be going, look, I really like you, mate, but I cannot listen to you. You're very good at what you do. All right? I, I, would, I would tell you that. I'd, I'd, just, I'd say that in front of the family. No disrespect. I'd say, do you want some salt? Do you want some ketchup? I would love to listen to you, but you're not very good. It's <laughs> exactly the same thing. I listen to you because you're excellent. Simple as that. Thank you, boss. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, right. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. the truth. A few uh, people in Australian football had an issue with Barcelona coming, and it was a very, very few. I went out there on Wednesday night. It was a good night. It was the perfect time to do something like that and say, look, the A-League actually isn't that bad of what other people think it is. Yeah. There it is. They're performing against Barcelona. It was a close game. A couple of young players out there showing it. And then on tonight, you've got the A-League Grand Adam, Final. wasn't it? Yeah. It was entertaining. So it more was people, entertaining. More people yeah. know now that the A-League Grand Final is on tonight rather mm. than Tuesday. Yeah. So a quick one on that. Um, John Aloisi's done a great job with uh, Western United. Boz, uh, Melbourne City, yeah. they've been the benchmark for the last couple of years. How do you see that one play- playing yeah. out? Uh, I, I, look, Melbourne City play wonderful football. It's, it's, it's a real joy to watch, and they have done for quite some time. Uh, and they're reigning champions, they're favourites. But uh, as you know, we, we know John very, very well. We worked with him quite a lot at Fox Sports. Um, he had a difficult time as a starter, as a manager, and he's done a great job this season with a team that's just been, uh, you know, pr- sort of, you know, uh, it's, it's just started in the A-list, only his mm. third season. So we got to. So I'd really like to see Western Western United win. I, I really think that would be really good uh, for the league, for him, for everything. But like I said to you, I wouldn't be too disappointed if Melbourne City won either because they do play fabulous football. And uh, Real Madrid, then you're 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 thinking that there's yeah. just something about them well, this season in the Champions League. I, I said it's hard not to have that feeling. And look, growing up as a kid at Manchester United, you were taught, uh, I'm going to put this in the right way, you were taught that uh, Liverpool were your biggest rivals, put it that way. Yeah? There wasn't much love lost between the two areas and between the two teams. Uh, but I've got a massive soft spot for England uh, in terms of, you know, I spent 20 years there and I love the place and I love the people. Uh, and I always want English teams to do well over everyone else. So I'm going to go for a Liverpool win. Ah, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, yeah. looking forward to yeah, watching yeah. it on Stan Sport tomorrow morning. You can catch it yeah. uh, on Nine Gem as well from four thirty a.m. Eastern. You've never seen energy like Mark Bosnich at four thirty a.m. at Energy, and he'll be on there <laughs> with uh, Max Rushton and also um, Craig Foster and plenty of others uh, involved in the coverage. Boz, go well. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it.
Mark Bosnich, who will be seen ice skating as well in Martin Place. <laughs> <laughs> but I what a legend. What a legend. <laughs> so he comes up with those things. Out yeah. of nowhere, he comes up with those oh, things. I just very wish you could bottle that energy. It's amazing. We're off uh, to a break to wrap things up on the Mowers Club. Visit torromowersclub.com.au to win a Toro Mower and heaps more. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, Start off with the whippersnipper. We've got the overall kind of lawnmower as part of the theme. Mm. But this is the blower. Just clean up the mess on the show, basically. Right. Final segment. Mm. New. Is it a preemptive sound effect effect for what's going to happen later today? A big old blowout? Oh, I reckon so. That little sparkle (laughs) in his eye uh, came up when he heard out that the Manly Food and Wine Festival's on. Manly Food and Wine Festival's on. I can't wait to get out of here. (laughs) We've got a freestyle for 12 minutes. I don't think I've got it in me, so it's all you, Adam, from here on end. (laughs) Uh, Crunch time is on the way, by the way, Joel Kane. They're out and about today. I think they're at a bunch of pinball wizards or something right now. (laughs) Who's on the line? Hello, boys. Ah, How you going? Sugar. Mate, the great uh, Michael from AMD, we, we are surrounded. This is, I needed to be here 20 years ago. <laughs> it's just Arcade Central. It's outstanding here at AMD, out at Chipping Norton. And I will say this, it's worth the trip because I just had one of the nicest kebabs. I haven't had a kebab in about 12 months. Mixed yeah. kebab, chicken and um, beef. Michael tipped it off to me. Mate, beautiful, clean kebabs out here in oh, uh, Chipping Norton. Oh, Beautiful. Oh, yeah. But having it at 9 o'clock in the morning might have been a bit rich, though, sugar, <laughs> was it? Or? Garlic sauce? Uh, yes, drowning in garlic sauce, boys. How are you? What's happening? Uh, not a lot. We've had a good show. Enjoyable morning. It's kind of flown by. We talked about Justin Lang. We talked about, obviously, short kickoffs earlier yeah. as well. Oh. Now, sugar, you don't mind a bit of innovation. You're trying to do it in touch footy with some of your yeah. um, kids, and you, you don't like certain things in rugby league that mm. they just do for the sake of doing. But how do you feel about taking the short kickoff when you're in front? I, I reckon there's 8 billion people in the world, and I reckon I'm number one um, supporter of a short kickoff, and even I wouldn't have done that then. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I mean, seriously, what were they thinking? Uh, they and weren't. the other part of it is, if you're going to do a short kickoff, right, you don't need the whole team chasing down, so wouldn't you have somebody in yeah, cover behind? backing up, yeah. Well, they had oh. one, <laughs> but it wasn't yeah. enough because it was a two-on-one. One, one thing, I, I don't know what you reckon of this, said innovation it's something that i've thought about a, a I love lot said innovations and i, I do think <laughs> that that um place kicking in rugby league is the most under-resourced in terms of coaching part of the game because there's so many points left out there from goal kickers who haven't quite got their kicking boots on and yep. also sugar kickoffs i can't work out why teams wouldn't practice blasting the crap out of the ball to the sideline and kick it as hard as you can. Because even if an opposition player gets in the way, he is a one in 10 chance of stopping it if you get it right, if you get it sweet. I can't work out why we don't see more of that as opposed to the little floater, the rugby union one, or the little chip 10 metres in front. Can't agree more. Like, I'm all for that. And as I said, just on the numbers alone. So the short kickoff, if practiced properly, you don't even have to catch the bloody thing. All you need to do is jump up, bat it back with one of your players mm-hmm. so you get that extra half a metre to do so. But So say you only had a 50% strike rate of getting the ball back. You're flipping a coin about you having the ball 35 metres out or them having it 65 metres out. Yeah. Like, in what planet does that not add up? Yeah, that's exactly. Good. Yeah, you bang on. 
Innovation, eh? Good on you. Innovation. Mm, Innovation. Just maybe Tino, next time he comes up with the idea when they're coming back after uh, standing behind the post and copping a try, might not do what he did, Gibbo. I'm pretty sure you can kick off a tee to touch. Mm. So uh, why don't they do that as well? Because you'd think you'd be able to kick it further, wouldn't you? Yeah, oh, that's what I mean. Though. Kick off like a tee angle. for touch. Yes, I'm pretty. And I'm, for a penalty. Yeah. And I'm pretty after sure pen, you can yeah. also. Matthew kick. Ridge used to do it. <laughs> he used to call for the sand bucket, didn't he, Sugar? He used to call for the he sand did. bucket and kick and Rob, for Ross touch. Ross Conlon would do it. Yes, but you got you, like Just I get my innovation it. from the great people like um, uh, Sock actually. So <laughs> y- y- you know that you know that show that famous show that's out at the moment called um, uh, Top Gun. Oh yeah. Sock yeah. Sock believes the song is. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to, to the danger zone. Yeah, it's, it's highway. Yeah, it's either welcome yeah. to the jungle Sock, or, or it's uh, highway <laughs> to the danger zone. Take your pick. Welcome <laughs> to the danger zone. Close Give it a break, would you? Oh, hey. mate, by the way, I heard it's outstanding. I can't wait to see that. Top Gun 2? Hopefully it's yeah. better than the sequel to Coming to America, one of the great stinkers in <laughs> cinematic history. There's been some shockers. Point Break, Shocker, no. in Matrix just seemed to fade. But this one I'm hearing is, oh, I was meant to go last night, but I got stuck out at a late lunch and the missus is not happy with me. We paid <laughs> gold class, prepaid, so I was 90 bucks in the hole and I oh. got, home, got home an hour late. Uh, mm. So, But I have made it up to her today. I'm going to the Manly and Wine Food Festival without her. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's hope, really happy with me. <laughs> boys, I really hope the sequel to your show, which is us, is not a stinker. So looking forward to that what do you got today. coming up, Sugar? Mate, we have got we're, – we're just playing razzle-dazzle. I haven't had a look at the rundown yet. But, uh, <laughs> we've got heaps, eyes up, footy. Yeah, yeah, eyes up. There's who's your guests? Do you know uh, who your guests are? Mate, the great Adrian Prezenko, yep. uh, who, who was a duck to water when we debuted him the other week. So he's back, and I think we're going to have a fair bit of him throughout the year. Uh, he's the chief writer at the Sydney Morning Herald. And the man who can swim faster than anyone I personally know, the missile, uh, he's here ready to rock and roll as well, the great James Magnuson. Good stuff, Sugar. Have a good show, mate. Thanks for that. Well done, gentlemen. Innovation, 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 okay? <laughs> Crunch time yeah, sure. is on the way on SEN this afternoon uh, leading up to the Warriors and the Knights, which is the featured game on SEN from uh, 2 o'clock and then kick off at 3. So uh, we're about done today, Socky. So yeah, you good. are definitely heading down. Yeah, I'm going to go down. It's a, it's actually really good. They do it on the Corso. They've got great fresh foods. Uh, and it's one of the rare occasions you can walk through the streets and have a wine and not get berated by uh, law enforcement. So, yeah. Mm. Get down there. <laughs> Gibbo, what do you got on? Yeah, I'm going to probably head down afterwards, but I've got footy. So Good luck. Who are you playing? Yeah. Uh, we're playing colleagues slash Sydney convicts. So they're the all-inclusive rugby oh, team. Oh, cool. Yep. So, yeah, it's always a – they're always – Pretty good. They're a good side, aren't they? Really good. They're always yeah. well drilled, and they always play in like I think there's like a world championship that this team plays in, like the Bingham Cup or something. Oosh. So oh, hopefully, that's no named mis- after the dude who rushed the cockpit in Pennsylvania to down the plane that didn't get to its intended target on 9/11. Wow, exactly right, Adam. The Bingham Cup. You know your history. Oh, there you just go. A wealth of knowledge. What are you up to, Adam? I was going to watch my son play, and just sit in the stands and eat and. Footy, soccer, soccer, yeah, soccer. Yeah, down at uh, football down at uh, Cromer Park there. So great armor, chicken schnitzel rolls down oh, there at Cromer Park. Yes. Are, uh, awesome. Yeah. So yeah, heading down there and uh, looking forward to watching a stack of sport over the next forty-eight hours because there's a stack to watch Ooh. as well. Um, so that's us. Have we got to the end yet, Gibber? Yep, we have. Here's the playout song. Bit of Rainbow Kitten Sunrise uh, surprise. We're off. <laughs> Crunch time's on the way. Sock, thanks, mate. Sayonara. Might see you soon. Me. Sayonara yeah. as well for your afternoon too. <laughs> Gibbo, good luck. Rugby. Have a good day, everyone.
It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.